The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. It is Wednesday. It's five forty-five. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's here. Perfect morning has begun. Let's do this together, shall we? Uh, just listening to Burden in My Hand there, Soundgarden. And uh, we talked about this in the office just a second ago, but I remember I was on uh, the US 60 uh, and crossing Dobson Road. Uh, I missed the exit. I remember missing the exit because that song was on because I had uh, down on the upside in my CD player in my Jeep back in the day, riding down the road, listening to that thing, thinking... This might be the best song I've ever heard in my life. Just member berries right there in a huge way. If that songs that take you to a place, that one is it. I just remember thinking, I remember wanting to run to my friends who were into music at the time, screaming, oh my God, this new Soundgarden stuff's ridiculous. But yeah, that one, that'll move you right there. It's weird how music does that. It'll take you right to a spot in your life. And I can see it. Like I can feel the temperature. I can see the day. US 60, driving past stops and like, damn it. Because then you had to go all the way around. I'm not even sure if the 101 was a thing yet. I don't think it was in 96. So. It wasn't there yet. So you had to go all the way up to Price and cut back around. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. Stupid Soundgarden. They owe me a few dollars worth of gas. But, yeah, I remember that. That's a big one. And we were talking about that on the uh, before the show started about member berries and movies and things. Brett asked if I'd seen Air yet, and Brady and I have both seen it. I watched it this weekend. And uh, everybody's recommendation is right. It's a good movie. But, man, is it heavy nostalgia. And that's the key to making a good movie now. Uh, like a blockbuster movie doesn't have to be very good. It just has to get you back to Dobson in the U.S. 60. It has to take people back to a spot because it's not about the story anymore. It's about how we feel. We're so self-absorbed that if a movie doesn't take us to a place with uh, memories and songs and like a clip or a, like you said, and it's a good point, like the posters in the room and air. Yeah. When you see the old posters. The Supreme Court. See, oh, the, the Moses Malone poster. The I remember Ice Man. The, the posters that used to be uh, basketball that I, I love. Dr. That, Duncan Stein. Just pictures of the like big baseball cards. They yep. were just pictures of the guy with a white border and simple black writing, you know, Larry Bird. And it didn't say anything. Else. Converse, I think, put those out. And they were just one after another, just the basics. I loved those. And they had those up on the wall in the movie. I'm like, oh, I had that. And it's member berries. It's just Linda. everything about it is trying to make you remember when you were carefree and and you know a kid and everything else when there were no responsibilities. Yeah. It's, a, it's midlife crisis movies, is what it is. Is guys sitting back going, "I remember when things were better." And well, it's funny because 
the movie production company, the director, and all those people will will catch nothing but guff and heat if they're incorrect, like on the time pieces. Because right. I think you said your dad used to do it, but no, with guns. My during dad was yeah, terrible. guns in in westerns. Oh, they uh, have historians come in and make sure yeah. you know, like on Tombstone. Um, actually met the guy that did and he says yeah. it is amazing oh, it's incredible. Say, that cult wasn't during that time period well my dad knew that he knew what the gun could do he's like hey he's shooting at him with a blah 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 it wouldn't Saddles. reach him couldn't get to him like he he'd know what would that thing would just barely knock a guy down from that distance and i'm like jesus just watch the movie uh and it's not like i get picky about stuff like that if, you know like i don't know if air had I'm pretty sure they, that Ben Affleck directed. I'm pretty sure he stayed true to the time. I just think it was like every chance they could, they played another 80s pop song that made you go, oh, I've heard this in forever. That movie, I don't know that movie. Boy, that's right. That was in the 80s. I don't know that that movie <laughs> resonates too much with people under the age of 35. I, it, it is so heavily targeted for people who lived through that. Like it is a, It's almost a documentary slash entertainment of thing. Jordan. Well, Jordan's not in it. Like he's he's just stands his backs in it. That's but it. I'm talking not about even the, his under thirty five. A little bit. No. What's that? Under thirty five. You're not getting. You're getting some. You're oh, really yeah. young when uh, you didn't see Jordan. Jordan you weren't paying attention. Jordan wasn't in his prime. Yeah. He were you were four if you understood it at all. And that was when he was coming out of the. Uh, I mean, thirty five is not true. That, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you 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 were coming into your memory right about the time he was playing baseball. So yeah, I, it's weird. It's a it's a guy. I liked it. It's good, but it wasn't like everybody's yeah, liked flipping it. the f out of it. It's the same thing as Top Gun Maverick, which I finally saw, and I'm like, all right, this is fun. It's entertaining. All this is is just for people who love fast planes. It's it's Fast and Furious in the air. Only oh. only no, it, come on, don't it wreck was. it. It's, it's wreck exactly it. that, except for it's got nostalgia in it. So the people who remember Top Gun are like, oh yeah, the, the piano bar scene. They just they kill Goose and let his son do it, and why it hits even. You know, the sense that you saw the original Top Gun, now it's, yeah. hey, the old guy still has it. <laughs> There's a ton of that. And I wonder if, if you're a, a kid that. that didn't really watch the original Top Gun, if you can go into Top Gun 2 and go, all right, this is a great movie. You yeah. know, like if it if it holds its own. Bites, I think it's simple. Know. I think the simplicity of like banging into stuff and fighting an enemy. I think everybody yeah. kind of digs that. And it's just fast and it's, it's fast and furious. You're thinking about that generation thinks fast and furious is worth spending money on. At least there's not 10 of them, though. Yeah, there's not 10 right. top guns. There would be. Yet. There would be. And there probably will be probably. now. Tom will retire and hand it off. But yeah, nostalgia movies to me are kind of lazy and point to the fact that they realize that most of the United States isn't currently happy with the way things are. So let's take them back. And, you know, that's been true of everything except for. It seemed like to my dad's generation, every movie that took you back took you back to Vietnam. Like everything, everything was about let's go back and visit how you felt during Vietnam when Missing you were like, action. Like, yeah, all oh, they were all horrifying Vietnam movies. And, and then, then think about the World War, you know, like the Longest Day and oh, all those nostalgia movies. Yeah, though. the war movies were big, but they, you know, the nostalgia was different then. We have so much stuff to choose from, and when it comes to the eighties. The house was, that was the first time, like, that's for us and us only. Microwaves, video games, you know, the weird uh, the weird bedroom stuff, the the look of the 80s. Is, we grew up in a time where our look was different than any other time. 
The 80s was weird. Every flashback to the 80s is like, what were we thinking? We're dressed like space people. We loved neon. neon. Everything was neon. Swatch watches. We lost (laughs) our minds for about seven years and then just like, okay, let's calm down again. And again, thanks to grunge. We lost our we lost our ever loving minds in the eighties as far as what music and looks of things and hair and grunge came along and said all right we're not this we're, whatever's going on here isn't real and then it got too depressing and dark but it went too far the other way but yeah nostalgia is a weird thing because it plays with you because again that Soundgarden song we just played there I am in a in the worst version Jeep ever had the square headlights of the nineteen ninety four jeep which was those are pieces of garbage and i'm cruising down the, the 60 just barely getting through because it had the worst engine ever too i think like a 180 horsepower engine it was the worst thing ever i don't know why i bought that i just like the idea of having another jeep it's garbage but i had a good sound system in it and Soundgarden was on it and i missed my exit yeah nostalgia it can play with you because it can make you think things were always great back then and they weren't that wasn't a a time when if you lived through it, you'd be like, man, it wasn't that great. It was okay, but, I mean, things were just as... At least we held those Russians back. Yeah, we got rid of the Russians. <laughs> and every movie, Rocky <laughs> Four, and, Red uh, Dawn. Yes. Uh, we played know, on our powers. On, yeah. We were patriotic. It was a little bit different, but the we were a little bit blind. The economy was pretty, uh, you know, at least felt that way. Well, you were doing good, just like now. Yeah. If you're doing good, you think the economy's yep. good. You think back well, on times being uh, great. And then the, the Reagan... Error and all that. Sure. But there was a lot of people who were miserable through that time. We had our Star Wars. We had a lot of fun stuff going on. But, you know, it was always something. There was always something. The difference is now, at least we could understand what was going on then. Now now you're just worried about saying the wrong things. That's where we're really nostalgia. Oh, the That's, movies. Oh, it was, you know, watching. Look, somebody, I forget who it was, said, you can't go back and watch Entourage. Oh, it was the chat GPT. Yeah. You yeah. can't go back and watch Entourage now. And I hated Entourage. I thought it was the stupidest, like, least likable characters in television history. And I watched every episode. Because I'm like, how are people liking this? This is, like, these people hate the average human being. Like, they are awful, smug, piles of garbage that no one would like in real life. And why is this resonating with people? And it was because there was boobs and rape, constantly raping women in that, like just treating women for me to say it. And if you watch that again, that thing holds up. It might as well just be a snuff film because it, it like showing it to people today, like people liked this. It is so completely out of touch with how, how you're supposed to behave. And in a way, that's its draw now. Like if you go back and watch the very first episode, it is. It, 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 it is just the most misogynistic thing ever. And it's welcome in my world because it's like, thing. finally. I never watched it, it. But when you watched it initially, like people were like, Ari's funny. And I'm like, man, the stuff they're doing in there, these guys would not be your friends. You'd be, you'd be in a police office every few days going, I'm sorry. I didn't know she was I, I, like, I, she's, she's called this a rape. She's pregnant. I didn't understand. We have to get rid of this. They were just. And in the back of your mind, like, wow, that's what Mark Wahlberg went through? Right. And then it's supposed to be based in truth. Right. Mark Wahlberg should be in jail for all the people they rape in that. And all the women that, and, and again, then a few years later, just fast forward a few years later, and it's like, Hollywood's got a problem with the casting couch. We were just celebrating that with Entourage up until the movie came out in like 2015, 16. Like, we loved every second of it, and then suddenly it was like a terrible thing. But Entourage is all about how Hollywood's like, hey, if you don't bang the right people, you're not getting in anything. 
you're not going to do any movies and he would flat out say it you know if you do me i'm a director i can help you get this i'm a producer and the girls were all in downstairs our our sales girl jen her sister was naked in that show uh entourage once because if you were a woman and you were in it you were naked so that's how much times have just swung so that's why we love movies like air it's like oh that takes me back to a time when i wasn't so uptight and tense about everything because now you can't even say nice dress to a lady. The next thing you know, you're in an HR room going, oh, hold on a second. I told her she looked nice. Well, that's there's no place for that in the work, work environment. I'm like, oh, all right. Does she have to show her cans every day? Well, you don't have to look at them. All right, this is hard. This is a harder. <laughs> maybe air is right. Maybe it was a better time. I could look at a set of cans and not risk jail time, for God's sake. Anyway, good luck out there, everybody. I didn't know that... Uh, uh, well, speak, and there's this guy that emailed or wrote a letter to Brady a few months ago. Doesn't listen anymore because I'm too mean to Trump, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, I wish John would see the Trump doctrine for what it is. Loves Brady and his Christian views and his moral and standing up for the Lord Jesus. And uh, it liked me at first, but then got tired of me because I'm not on board. You understand the Trump doctrine? I'm not a Trump doctrine guy. Unbelievable. I like Donald. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's fit for like crazy leadership but this this uh i didn't realize how up in arms everybody was going to be over the pga uh, merging with live this saudi arabian golf company that bought on a bunch of pga players about two years ago just started throwing hundreds of literally hundreds of millions of dollars at guys going you want to come over and play in this new thing and uh it it reminds me of trump back in the usfl days when he bought herschel walker he bought reggie white he bought Doug Flutie, he was, and that USFL lasted a year or two. Um, and Donald Trump started it by saying, hey, just got to spend a ton of money on the people. We want. Jim Kelly went to the USFL. Think of all the superstars that did not go to the NFL because this other thing was paying better and was putting them in a brighter spotlight and everything. And it had a chance. That's kind of what this was, except for they had even more money. But it was through Saudi Arabia. So everybody's going on and on about, like, Saudi Arabia. Will we watch Saudi Arabia's? Treatment of women and treatment of people, it gets into that and all that. Well, they merged yesterday, and I'm like, oh, well, that was somewhat surprising. They didn't tell any of the PGA Tour members when that's supposed to be part of the PGA was that they get to make decisions, and the leadership just said, we're merging, you guys don't even know about it. And a lot of the players were mad that they found out about the merger over the Internet. The only person that saw this coming one year ago, or actually 18 months ago, Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump said this. And, I mean, if you can't say that he didn't have a crystal ball, said all these golfers that remain loyal to a disloyal PGA, all in different forms, will pay a huge price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes. And you'll get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are going to make millions of dollars a year. Uh, he put that in July of, la- of 2022. So it was last year. If you don't take the money now, you'll get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. That's all you've got. He, wow. He and everybody said he was an idiot. No, that'll never happen. The PGA is never going to do that to its play. It's exactly what happened. I mean, Trump smoked this one out of the yard. And when it comes to this is when you have to get on board with Trump. And Chappelle nailed it. When it comes to crooked deals and sideways money. Nobody sees it better than him, ever, which is why he's appealing to all of us. He's like, well, he will tell us when we're getting screwed. He, will, he, he recognizes a scam and knows how to play it.
better than everybody. He doesn't try to stop the scam. I think that's what everybody hates. The people who hate him hate that. He sees a scam and goes, here's how you make money off of that. He sees the scam and instead of saying, that's a scam, he's like, oh, join up with those guys. But they're the bad guys. Trust me, you're going to regret it if you don't. And he's right. Then I saw a story about how 9-11 families are getting together, they're merging and getting angry at the, they're going to boycott the PGA and do this and that. And I, like, it's been a while. It's like 22 years now since the 9-11 thing. And uh, I started to wonder, after Japan bombed us, how long after were we still mad at them? Like, we started, seems like, you know, that ended in, what, 45, 46. Yeah. Probably still pissed off. See some older guys that were trudging through some terrible, and D-Day was yesterday. The, so there's probably some guys who went into the 50s pretty angry. We can't be friends with Japan. I know my grandpa wasn't a big fan of uh, Japanese people because of the war. But I don't know that there was any, like, protesting when Honda showed up, you know. When Japanese products started to pop, and maybe there was. I think our grandparents were still like, I ain't buying no Japanese. Yeah, they would do that. I'm not buying some rice, but they were all American. It wasn't so much that that it was Japanese. That was a push, yeah, early 80s, late 70s, where you got to buy American. Yeah, but it was. We were putting out such a bad product in the cars. Garbage, but it wasn't based on those those Japs tried to kill us, and we're, you know, that's our enemy. It wasn't just American made. So we're still that way with Saudi Arabia, and I think it's because we don't feel like we ever got our revenge. I think with Japan, we got our revenge. I think with all, like, we weren't mad at Vietnam my entire life. Vietnam was a nightmare. Uh, They killed more Americans, and that was a disaster. But I don't ever remember saying, oh, those Vietnam, never, ever, as a kid growing up, post-Vietnam. Just Vietnamese, and we were mad at our guys for being over there in the first place. It was just one of the, but I don't think we ever felt like, even this golf thing, like, it's golf. Who cares? But there, I mean, there were sobbing people on they found them easy sobbing human beings yesterday talking about how can we partner with saudi arabia on this and that and blah 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 and i'm like when you drive a car you're partnering with saudi arabia every day if you pump gas so a huge part of it yeah i guess part of it too though they know like people some people realize they got us kind of by the balls with all the oil and stuff what are we gonna do well, that's the reason we didn't fight them. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons yeah. we never held them accountable for what happened. Hey, in and, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. and almost protect them in a way. Right. We go like, hey, they, they may have housed some of these, but these are the real bad guys. And it's like, and we did go after some bad guys, but kind of it's, felt like it, we I think it's frustrating because mm-hmm. maybe they have, you know, definitely, if you trace it back, that the money supporting the other people in the Middle East to to fight. But Saudi Arabia always, sure. they're like the Well, they got booted to the side. Because like the, uh, they know, you know, we they, like Brett said, they got us by the balls. Like mm-hmm. you want to, you want to play with us, we can play back, and we can crush you financially if you're interested. Like we don't like when they blink. Uh, we like keeping them under wraps because they need us and we need them, and let's keep it there. And we can beat up some nation that doesn't do anything like Afghanistan. But I don't know. Like 22 years after the end of World War II, were we still? Maybe I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe they were still really pissed off at Japan, and we made deals with Japan, and people get upset, but. I don't remember because it had to end pretty fast because when I was a kid, nobody was mad at Japan. We weren't still fighting Japanese people. We weren't. I wasn't told to hate Japanese kids. I wasn't. You know. Sony. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We <laughs> as a kid. And maybe that's it. It's again like the oil. Japan, like I said, that atomic bomb that we dropped was a giant reset button for them to be really nice. It was the politeness bomb because once, once we put that on them, 
they made TVs and microwaves and advanced Walkman. Walkman. They gave us everything. They were like, here, isn't it? Just never do that again. We're like, yeah. So I feel like we think, I, we feel like we got our stomp back on them. I don't think we feel like we got it with the Saudi Arabians. But this, I mean, people were losing their minds on the news yesterday about this. And it was, it's golf. Yeah. Like, do you really care if Rory McIlroy got his $20 million and Phil Mickelson got his $105 million? Or the, what they offered Tiger Woods was $800 million just to join the, the Saudi Arabian tour. And he stayed loyal to the PGA. Nobody feels sorry for Tiger Woods as far as money. But $800 million to even Tiger Woods is a lot of money to not take. So, I mean, they asked him, like, no, we're never going to merge. We're gonna, and they, the people that should be mad are the PGA golfers. But it comes back to, like, 9-11 survivors. And, I mean, like, that's the crazy part. It turned into we're mad at Saudi Arabia, but we're real quietly mad at Saudi Arabia. But not real China quiet. as much. Well, that, well, it's the same thing. We got that going. They own us. We own them. Let's not get too crazy. But, we, yeah, we have moments where LeBron will say something or John Cena does that video apologizing to China for things and. Yeah, we definitely sit in the lap of China a lot. But and it's, it's mostly the human rights side of things more than anything. I think that's where nah, they're protesting. It's money. Yeah, we don't oh, care. no, we it's don't, money. Nobody, nobody, really cares about money. nobody really cares about human rights. If you did, you wouldn't have half the things you own. And human, yeah. right, human rights is a nice little flashy scream it out loud thing because it makes us feel like we're doing something good. But nobody really cares about human rights at all. Look at the zone downtown. Tell me human rights are in play at all when it's inconvenient. If it starts getting inconvenient, suddenly human rights are like, let's move this. Let's get this out of here. I remember, uh, again, going back to the 80s. In 84 in Los Angeles, the Olympics, uh, they had to do their marathon through the cities of uh, the streets of L.A., and they didn't want one homeless person or any bad graffiti to show on TV because the Russians would see it as a sign of weakness. So they hired all the graffiti artists to paint stuff that they approved of to make it look like the graffiti in our, our cities was all planned. And then just pushed all these homeless people into a corner. When I was in Detroit for the Super Bowl, not allowed downtown anymore. If you were downtown and you were panhandling, it was like an extra fine. They were all standing on the freeway. They were allowed to be under the freeway overpasses. And I mean, I, I swear to God, I thought there were parties as we drove into the city. I'm like, they're having parties and the freeway uh, uh, underpass, like on the freeway. There are fires and like, wow. people, like 20, 30 people and everyone, I'm like, this place is exploding for the Super Bowl. And then I saw on the news, like, well, the homeless are, at least they're keeping it in line. They're behaving. That's good. If it was the world of Twitter, you'd have seen a different Detroit. And they were popping out of woodwork, too. They were hiding in houses and abandoned buildings and opening doors, seeing if you wanted beer. It was weird. You kind of first saw that unraveled, um, was it in Sochi? Oh yeah, well, but because we always yeah as we always far make as fun of it. Direct posting and stuff like that. Right, they tweet out a picture of their room that's not finished with or, the with the stray dogs running yeah. around and yeah, because we had Twitter at that point, it was harder to make it look good. It's weird, yeah. And human rights with the World Cup and all that when they built all those stadiums over there in the Middle East and we got a, it's a weird situation, but it's golf and people were losing their minds. Wintermeyer downstairs was yesterday to was me, he? and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like. Dude, I don't know anything about golf, so just talk to somebody else. <laughs> right. yeah. It's golf. Like, you're talking about really wealthy dudes who who missed out on being incredibly wealthy because their company screwed them. It was just a bad decision someone else made, and we're angry that, like, people were mad yesterday. Like, oh, I was yeah. talking to people, I'm like, you're angry. You're, this has made you upset. Like, goddamn right. I'm like, TV can tell you 
You need to calm down. It's okay. Why should I be mad about this? I mean, it, I mean, you guys are golf guys. I don't. What's what's the big deal? Well, I mean, if you're a fan of the sport, right? That's what I'm asking. I'm like, if it was baseball mm-hmm. and a new baseball league came in, and let's say you know Luis Robert of the White Sox gets offered four hundred million dollars to leave the White Sox and play somewhere else, and he takes it, right. and a couple other guys stay loyal to the White Sox, and the White Sox suffer; they're not as good mm. because of it, and then. But they get offered the thing, but they're like, we're going to stay loyal. And you pick a side. If you pick the side, like I'm an MLB guy, yeah. and then suddenly without you know any thought to you, they merge anyway. Here's the other thing, and It's too. like, oh, you dicks, you sided with the bad guys. You never, you, you told us to be loyal. Yeah. And then said, uh, but, well, but we're going to take the money. We're going to take the money. They're taking all this. They're getting all this money. Right. The tournaments, they're getting paid better. This new side has come up with some, oh, those are kind of original cool ideas. Cool ideas. And all of a sudden, your company that you've been loyal to is like, uh... But as a fan? Well, who cares? Yeah. The, you that, want but the best golfers. Yeah, right. Who cares? Like, but that's I, what I'm saying. Like, because, and, like, you know, you talk about uh, Robert leaving the White Sox, because I'm the, a fan of the team. Yeah. But there's no real teams in golf, so, like, your favorite player goes to another... Ter- but that's kind of deal. what live Which creative teams... Yeah. It, it is. It's it, a different. It's a disaster. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, but again, it what it is is they it. came up with great ideas, and as much as they're trying to eliminate that one, mm-hmm. because that was the problem. They're like, that's a good idea. They basically said, all right, we're not going to let it happen. We're going to we're going to buy it. Yeah. But bottom line is, I think it comes down to that we what we really wanted to do was kill a lot more Saudi Arabians, and we never did it, and we're still angry. I, that's the only thing. Like to be this angry at Saudi Arabia and act like we've known, like we've been in. Every one of us has participated with Saudi Arabia being kind of the, the underlying bad guy. That's like, all right, we get it. Oof, man, you're bad. You've been bad to us. You've been kind of a liar friend. You're kind of a cruddy, but you're a necessary evil. But I think deep I like down, the money. Oh, we love when we love the yeah. gas, and we love and we like when they do things that make it. But we don't like when they manipulate our pockets yep. and and well, yeah. I mean, they've got tons of money, and I think deep down we were like, we should have bombed them some. And I think that's it. Because I don't remember being, I don't think we've ever been this mad at another enemy this long. I remember H.G. Listiak. This was pretty great. But this was Vietnam-based, or Korea-based. Uh, he was an old radio guy when I first got into radio. Legend in this town. H.G. Listiak. He's talked real fast. He's talking alliteration all the time. That's hotter than a freshly f- fox in a forest fire. I'm like, What? He would throw the Fs, you know, all Fs, and he'd write them all down. He had a book of muse that you couldn't touch. And my Korean friend, Jim Wilson, was walking towards us once, and he goes, Boy, I tell you what, they sure do look different when they're walking towards you when then they're running away. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> he had no con. Like, Jim Wilson walking towards him triggered like he needed a sidearm just in case this one was going to go sideways. He still don't, I still don't trust those those round faces. I don't trust. You're a reverend. I can talk to you about these things. I'm like, I don't want you talking to me. That's my buddy Jim. He wanted to shoot Jim in the hallways of 840 North Central Phoenix, Arizona, because he was Korean and it still made him feel stuff. But I think he would still own a Hyundai if the price was right. Yeah. You know, that was years later. I just don't. I don't, I don't know. I think we. I don't feel like we. We. I don't think as a nation we feel like we got our. Our kick in on Saudi Arabia, but I think there's a lot of um, Brett's too. I mean, the people that are following the, the golf, yeah, that. But but I mean, nine eleven family. It's big news. That's why it's I, I just like everything. I remember you guys talking about it yesterday. But again, since I don't follow golf, I'm like, what the hell are you guys bitching about? But yeah, right, following golf you know. is like, 
you're passively following it. There's nobody excitedly following golf. Even yeah. the biggest golf fan in the world is not jumping up and down on the weekends. They just watch. Very rarely are you sitting there going, oh, my guy lost. Oh, my weekend's ruined. It's not a passionate follow. Unless someone's running, you know, like the, the Tiger Woods factor, can he, you know, winning all these majors at a time. And you had a couple of uh, you guys had, that made, a, you know, I mean, Kepka was the closest, but he just wasn't yeah. a. But there's only. Running, but again, he's winning for the slam or something the, like that. The, the lie we tell ourselves is that that was about golf. That was all yeah. race. Tiger Woods was a race-based run. But a to me, bl- going, after, dude going after Jack. Dominated the entire game and was about to take it from the, you know, the the people who'd held it forever. And not only was about to take it, was devastating it along the way. And they were changing golf courses because we can't have this. They would have never done that for, they never did that with Jack Nicholas. They didn't change golf courses because he was too good. And he was dominant too. They were just like, look at him go. But that was a black and white issue. That was a complete change of of, of scenery. Oh yeah, golf. created a, and, created and, the buzz, and it was like, and he couldn't lose. So you were watching every week to root against something, and that's really that's more fun than anything else. But Tiger Woods was a phenom. A new generation was like, this is bringing me to golf, and an old generation was like, oh my god, my game's being ruined. So it created uh, emotion. But golf me, has no emotion. It seemed like the Tiger Woods was bigger than the sport at one Huge. point. It, just like you know Michael Jordan yep. at one point. Even yep. if you didn't watch basketball, you knew who Michael Jordan yep. was. Yep. Same yep. with Tiger. Because yep. I didn't watch golf, but yeah. I knew who Tiger Woods was. Because you know? he transcended what was yeah. going on. And he brought emotion to the game. Yeah. Like you had pure, true emotion. People rooting for Tiger Woods in ways that were like, I mean, look at the, the Phoenix Open is nothing without him. Like that, the golf doesn't have that without him. Because prior to that, prior to Tiger being involved, young people weren't going to the Phoenix Open. It was a stodgy, miserable, boring event that had a couple little moments on 16 that were like, hooray, oh, we made some noise. Isn't that crazy? And now look at it. And that's because Tiger brought young people to golf who are now in their 50s. And, it's, and- it was a different animal. And it drove the 80-year-olds away because it was a black guy. It was their <laughs> worst nightmare. Everything they did in country clubs for, for every year prior – just to keep him out of there. And then he just shows up and dominates their game. It's like, this is why we kept him out. We've seen all the other sports. Eventually, they're going to all look like him. Didn't work out that way. But still, that was about race. Tiger was all about race. Saudi Arabia, though? Eh. Not that angry. Can't be that mad. I mean, we all hate him deep down because we know. We know who bombed everything. We know what was going on. We know who funded it. But we also know, eh, we can't really do much about that, or we're going to be paying $35 a gallon for gas, and I don't want to do that either. So, But that's all I can say is just that. <laughs> it was weird. I, got, I was watching the news yesterday. I'm like, people are up in arms about this. Like, This is just a golf merger. It's like anything they're worried about. Well, well what's going to happen now? Yeah. Hideki Matsui is like someone you care about suddenly. That's a guy you, like, you, I can't believe he, he stayed loyal to the PGA. I'm like, you didn't know, you don't even know that guy. You'd probably say his name wrong. Well, he stayed with the PGA and they screwed him. I'm like, no, you don't. We just don't. We wanted to see a little susplosions over there in Riyadh and we never got our just desserts. I think that's deep down what really happened. I thought it would be. Uh, a good thing in one point that's turned uh, people uniting. <laughs> Here's two leagues that have been fighting and right. slamming each other, and yeah. all of a sudden, but they're uniting not, the wrong way. It's like yeah. the enemy one. It's it's, it's Darth, creating a Darth Vader. Monopoly. Darth Vader just bought some stuff, yep. and people are like, ah, but he's been kind of a dick the whole time. The dick sort of all won. Right. Yeah, the dick sort of like won. And also in the current state of things. 
the dude with the most money won. And the guy who called it, Trump. People didn't want to admit that. But I did. I called it. I knew it last year. I see a crooked deal and I recognize it and I say so. But Trump never once screamed out, this needs to stop. These people are crooked, which is what people hate about him. He pointed out, he goes, oh, I see what's going on. Side up with that guy. But that's the bad guy. They're going to win. They're going to win. They've got more. They, they've got, they figured out the game. The art of the deal. I want to almost read that now. Something about Donald Trump's art of the deal isn't about like well, the moral you know, way to do business. It seems like how to spot a scam. is. He's so good at it. And he's good at running them. But he owns it, though, too. He I mean, says so. Know. Like He's like, yeah, that's how the game works. He and says I'm going to play along. All the time. Yeah. I, like, and told Hillary Clinton that. He's like, you do it, too. And she shut the F up immediately. He's like, you're not going to change anything. You do the exact same thing I'm doing. So quiet down. I'm just telling people about it. And there was something we all loved about that. Because we all know the game's going on. We just don't know how it's played. And it seems like he's got that figured out. He knows the scam. So to the dude who doesn't like me because I'm too mean to Donald Trump, which I don't see. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, your guy won this one. That's for sure. For sure. All you Jan Sixers, your guy, put your red hats on because you were right about this one. The man sees a scam and he knows which side to be on. That is a fact. Yeah, in all caps at the end of the letter. I wish John would just see the Trump doctrine for what it is. And I'm like, that guy's insane. <laughs> I don't want to side with anybody that much. But he doesn't listen anymore, so he can't hear us talking about it. Maybe he does. You didn't ever call. Did you call him back yesterday? No, I have. The, I you should call him me. today. You should call that should guy. call him on the air. We should call him on the air. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> just wanted to give you guys some props. He saw through this live PGA deal. Trump sees everything. It's just the last conversation I want to get into with somebody that yeah. is willing to write a letter to say, if you don't see the Trump doctrine, I can't listen to you. Like, fairly close-minded on that one. Good day, sir. Good day, then, if you don't see my ways. I'm like, I understand that. Okay. Anyway, so if you're going to go golfing, and I think you're going golfing today. I am in honor uh, of the merge. Maybe uh, <laughs> shout out you Saudi Arabia once or twice just to you know let everybody know which side they're on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me that people <laughs> wasted their time. The TV told you to be mad about it, and people were. And well, if PGA you- players are saying, thank you, Liv. Yeah, I wonder if my ex-wife, who was in the World Trade Centers, is angry at this merger. I don't think she'd care. And she's a 9-11, technically a 9-11 survivor, right? I mean, she survived. I, I am too, but she was a little yeah. closer. I was in Phoenix. I survived it. I'm doing great. She was right there in the Trade Centers. She survived it. Damn it. And then, God damn it, I had to buy half my house back. <laughs> I'm mad at Saudi Arabia for that, you too. You know what? You almost had me Bastards. free and cleared. You know how much sympathy Poon I'd have gotten? You'd have just gotten rid of her. Had I known the future, I'd have called her and said, don't be late for that meeting. <laughs> 82nd floor, you got to get up there. All right, you're right. I got to hurry. Yeah, yeah, be early. Early bird gets the worm, you know. <laughs> and he just sat back. Oh, no. Sympathy Poon in three, two, and one. <laughs> But now it all worked out with emotion and money and divorce lawyers. Garbage. So I say it, scream it out loud. F*** you, Saudi Arabia. You came up one short. I wish the news would come interview me. How do you feel about the live PGA thing? I'm still mad at those goddamn Saudi Arabians, those mother Why? They couldn't get one more? Do you realize how much it cost me in 2005 to buy my own house back? F*** you, Saudi Arabia. 
this guy's angry at a lot of things. <laughs> well, that one gets me. I had to fly out to get her. And sit through all those therapy sessions and night terrors for crying out loud. For what? So I could cut her a check? It's still bull. Her shenanigans almost cost us our job. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's our that was, that was says, As part of the merger, the PGA controls holes 1 through 8 and 12 through 18. Uh, 9 through 11, controlled by Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that's a good one. See, that's funny. And that is proof that we shouldn't be mad about it anymore because we're already making 9-11 jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm mad at 9-11 for a whole myriad of different reasons that we'll get into another time. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, a good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. All right. Thank you, Alliance. Wednesday's upon us. Arm. Uh, people ask me, "How's the arm?" That's very nice of you to be concerned about my current condition. It's swollen today, and it's ugly. Boy, the bruising started. That's the fun part. The uh, surgery being. What it is, but ugh. And, I, and brushing my teeth, there's one thing. You know, to, uh, everybody always said, wait till you have to wipe your ass. Even the PT guy at the thing said, wait till you have to wipe your ass. I'm like, thank God I had my left shoulder done, and I found out for no reason whatsoever, the only thing I do left-handed in my life is wipe my ass. I am a left-handed wiper, and I don't know why that is because I'm right-handed everywhere else. Trying to brush my teeth with my left hand Looks like I'm trying to stab myself to death with a pencil. It is, uh, you, it's it's hard to like move my head and just let the brush stay there. And I kind of just, I blow the toothbrush essentially. I'm doing the the neck work. <laughs> I'm like a whore. I've seen enough porn to know how that works. But yeah, it's good. Feeling better. Took a heroin nap yesterday. Those are really nice. And again, a couple ladies downstairs asking me, "Do you got any? Did we talked about this when you said you were getting a surgery? Can I have something? Okay, I'll get you some, Jen. You're good." Get a couple people down there, their heroin, when they. But it is for sale. It is not to be given away to all the ladies between the ages of 37 and 45 with at least two children. I'll get you your heroin, but there's going to be a price to pay. And no, you can't use the old currency of boob shots. You've got kids now. I don't want to see those raisins after what those things did to them. I've heard stories what children do to nipples. Good Lord. It sounds just dreadful. It makes you, I don't know why women breastfeed. If they, your mother should, like a mother should be responsible uh, to her daughter the same way she is about the period that she is about breastfeeding. Like if you've been through the, that's a woman's Vietnam. Is to go, all right, and here's another thing. When you have a kid, let me show you what happens to your nipples. And then this crusty 
California raisin comes out of there. It's all dangling and chewed on. Always bottle feed a baby. But the books say... Don't care about any books. These kids will be fine out of a bottle. Those are weak nipples. <laughs> Whatever. I've seen them. I've seen them in pictures, and it ain't pretty. I've seen what happens. Uh, you don't breastfeed those things. It is detrimental. And if that did that to a man's wiener, if we were the sustenance of life, but every time we got milked, it raisined up and got crooked and rancid. Turned and, into a little broccoli floor. Yeah, got, got the edges started to pop out like it had been burned or exploded. Like, nah, we're going to feed through a bottle. I'm not, this thing looks better. Unsucked, I guess, is the way. I, that's a really hard way to put it, but the way it would be. Yeah, don't breastfeed. That's the worst thing you can do for a child. I'm not a doctor, and I know doctors will tell you different, but doctors are wrong a lot. In the long run, I'm doing you a favor. Your your kid will be fine out of a bottle. You're welcome. Ex- yes, you're very welcome. Your kid will be fine out of a bottle. Minton Brooks says that it gets life-nurturing from the mother's milk. Shh. It'll be fine with that store-bought milk. We got a lot of babies. Yeah. You're saying the kid's going to be cuckoo no matter what? Do you think it, it helps them not be cuckoo? It has everything <laughs> to do with your mother being cuckoo or not. Nothing to do with the milk. It's the serum. Please. It's the personality of the lady. After the milk's all gone, if you've got a nutty mom, it doesn't matter how nutritious your delicious boobs were. You're a nutbag, you raise a nutbag. That's what I say. I'm pretty sure that's the, the same thing as saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. They never say the apple doesn't fall far from the tainted milk. <laughs> it's your brain that makes your kid nuts. That's it. If we hadn't given him the breast milk, he wouldn't be as healthy as we live to be 90. We're plenty good on health. Bottles. Keep those nipples pristine. You saw what happened when Abbott Labs couldn't produce the formula fast enough. Right. All those ladies who like to protect their nipples. uh, The curve of of wrecked nipples went up a little bit. Right. But did you see the fight that the smart women were putting up? I don't want to ruin these. Get my formula. Where is this? Otherwise, I got to use this. The smart women were screaming at the top of their lungs. All those guys were like, don't you make your own milk? And then we're thinking, oh, she's doing it to stay in the game. Sad she, day in history. She knows her uh, <laughs> She knows her value to the next marriage because this one won't work out. That kid's going to ruin it. For sure. Sad day in, oh. It's not me. Oh, I was going to say, I got this I got yeah, a commercial. Uh, people are emailing about member berries because we were talking about <laughs> Air and Maverick and all that. Uh this one, uh, this guy is perfect. J. Todd Himes, our painter, said, uh, look, I hated Top Gun because it was basically the same thing Star Wars was. The Death Star run mashed up with a brand new thing. Uh, Top Gun member berries was the same deal. It was the Death Star run mashed up with Top Gun member berries. I didn't like the movie at all. It was too good. He goes, and I don't like member berries. He said, everybody wants to remember the 80s. Let me show you this picture. Things weren't good. <laughs> That's not the 80s. It is the 80s. The 80s still had this. The 80s still had... It's a picture of a a naked lady in the 80s, and that is an obscene amount of pubic hair. J. Todd Himes brings us back to what we really, really have to remember. It wasn't all, you know, wine and roses back in the 80s. Look at the bush on this lady. And that was... No reason to be nostalgic about this era. (laughs) At all. It's time to stop thinking about how great Top Gun was and start thinking about who you were banging during Top Gun and remember this. This should be on the Let's walls stop, of please. It should be on the walls of every fifty year old man. You'd think the eighties were great. <laughs> Here. 
Good Lord, the 90s, 2000s, and today, so much better than that. Look at it. Solid. No, you're from the wrong time. You're a bad man. I was a... You could make a little mink coat out of that. Oh, a little mink coat. Lizzo could wear that damn thing. Christ. (laughs) You could keep Lizzo's family warm with that. J. Todd Himes, you've ruined everything about the 80s for me, and I thank you, because it needs to be ruined. It wasn't that great. Memory. I was right on the cusp of that. You were, Brett, you and I both. Yeah. Like in my late teens, early 20s was when everything started getting cleaned up. And the girl I was dating, the Brian Adams girl, uh, when I was, I guess I was 20, 21 at that point, she still had the goods. You know, it wasn't like this. Oh, no. You know yeah, what? I've never it s- might have been a little bit more like this than not. It was cleaned up to where a bikini could go on. Yeah. But the middle parts, I don't think, were trimmed. I think they were pretty wild natural. You might remember it differently, but I, they, they didn't do a yeah, lot. Yeah, I don't like, remember it uh, being like that that's a for a trap right This there. is a big one. This is. Yeah, that's crazy. This is a big That's over the, the top. Yeah, this is, <laughs> that's <laughs> ABA. Yeah, that is Dr. J. Duncan. Dr. Duncan Stein. I think it had a poster of that guy between her legs. On I'm waiting the wall. for Don King to yeah. come out of there. <laughs> yeah, there's Don King would look at that and go, "That's a lot of hair." <laughs> but I remember because uh, we we watched a VHS porno together, and one of the girls was all cleaned up, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And the next time she came over, she had it knocked down. She had deforestation had taken place, and uh, in full admission. I couldn't do anything because I felt like I was with a baby. The first time I seen a fully cleaned up one, I was like, huh? You liked what, it? What is that? Yeah, I, I, was, I thought I would, but in person I was like, oh, no. It's like I was more astonished like a, by it. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah. It was so much prettier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you had to be with the right girl because, you know, like I always say, two angelfish fighting over a crack in the sidewalk. Girls should have a little something around there to distract from that whatever hanging downy, you know, lava lamp they got going on. But uh, yeah, she cut it down, and I was like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. It's, it's like you're like a little girl. So you want a Tina Turner down there again with that big hair from Private Dancer? Or <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I, mean? a little, I wanted a little Private Dancer. <laughs> I wanted some. I wanted some action on that. I got over it relatively quickly because you know. It was still doing the right job, and after Absolutely. a while, I realized that. But that's a eighty-three. You're looking at Playboy, though. Yeah, that so was come on. That was still cleaned they're, up. They're, then. they're grooming right, it. Stop. You never saw that with a regular girl in eighty-three. I never saw that with J. Tom. Yeah, you saw something in between. You may th- you may think you never saw this. You saw this. Well, you didn't see a lot of them. No. You weren't out there trolling a ton of them. But dudes, going back to the eighties, we'll look at this. And so that's a lot right there. That's yeah. You're looking at playmates of the year. Yeah, that's more than I. I and mean, it's a than, ton. Yeah. Now the average girl couldn't keep up. Look at playmates of the year in the mid '90s, and even still, I know. Oh, and it goes all the way down to the. <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Look, we've done a lot. There's a, oh, let's stop reminiscing about the '80s. <laughs> My new review for the movie Air is: Who wants to remember that time? Forget the sex scenes in the 80s, retro 80s. Might as well take a bite of Magic Johnson's head. (laughs) you, 80s. Yeah, that is disgusting. But people, yeah, reminiscing is good, but then when you're confronted with the realities of, this was pretty common here. 
this was not, you know, a lot of women didn't think to That's trim it up. That's a neighborhood. Oh, she's Italian. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> like, what you can't see in this picture is the Dean Martin no! the Dean Martin record spinning in the background. There's, and, the, you know, she's covered the bruises nicely as well. You notice you don't see her back because never photograph an Italian woman's back. You got the imprint of the phone book on it. Shouldn't have to say it twice. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> now go clean that thing up. Yeesh. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Jay Todd, for reminding us that member berries are just what they are, the good memories. There's plenty of stuff about that time Oof, we do not want to remember. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I, I remember, again, member berries again, but Jackie didn't tell me that she had cleaned up that area. Surprise. And we're going, and down they go, and down I go, and I'm like, what's this? You have cancer? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a dick. I don't know. Just, you got to let a guy know. I expected to fight through a field a little bit. You know, I felt like, like I needed my. Uh, like my, Michael Douglas and Romancing yeah, the Stone yeah. going through the Just jungle. Cutting, <laughs> cutting down brush. Getting to the middle. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but no. Search it, it was, yeah, she did a good job for her first There's go. Joan Wilder. Looking at it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> happened down here you get the chemos kicking in quick down south you look good up on it i hope your hair doesn't fall out too i did it because of the movie we watched uh. <laughs> like homer no oh, i don't know i didn't like it and you know very quickly got past that to where i loved it like the rest of us now i can't imagine going back oh yeah you get a little bit extra. I mean, there's. I mean, think about it. In the '80s, there were no shops where ladies went, splayed their legs open for somebody to pull all their hair out. They're all over now, and it's normal. Like they sit and chat with each other. If you ever ripping wax off of that middle thing, how's your day? Like it is a normal thing. It is a completely acceptable normal event. I would assume I'd want the lights out. I'd want like an executioner's mask over somebody. I don't want people seeing my face. I don't want. Nope. They go in and chat. They get to know the lady. She's my wax lady. Oh my god! You're friends with her. I would never speak to her again. She pulls off my unwanted hair on the beehole region. Jesus Christmas! And you send her a card. <laughs> it's your birthday. We're going out for drinks. She talks to you after what she's seen. Thank pals. you, waxer. Yeah, thank you. No and, more and, oh, burns and bikinis. It's a school, for God's sakes. It's a school, girls. Go to learn how to do it. Because women at home won't do it themselves. they got to get a professional. Otherwise, they leave stragglers, and that's worse. Then you start looking like Charlie Creedle's face. Oh. I want to come down here and give me a lick. I'm licking Creedle. But anyway. That's so, the smell of Creedle. Whew. J. Todd couldn't be more right, 100%. Thank you, J. Todd Himes, for sending us a picture of the 80s, as we should remember. They didn't do that in Top Gun Maverick, did they? <laughs> they didn't do Danger Zone, and then Jennifer Connelly whipped out buckwheat. <laughs> remember this? <sighs> oh, God, I forgot about that part of the 80s. Fly me into the 2000s now. Why are we reminiscing about that? Mama Bush. No thanks. Ugh. It's Boom Boom Washington. <laughs> hey there. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. 
And then another guy emailed. He said, uh, John, you're absolutely right about uh, forgiveness in war. It took us less than 20 years. Starting in the 60s, America had completely forgiven Japan and started decorating buildings and homes and Japanese motif. There was Hollywood movies made about Japanese culture mixing with American culture. It took less than 20 years after the war to say all was forgiven. And don't forget the Godzilla craze of the 60s. We loved them. So we should be in a 20-year window with the other ones, too. It's true, but we're not. Saudi Arabia doesn't have that luxury because we never bombed them. I think deep down we'll always be mad at Saudi Arabia for it. Because, and we did the whole never forget thing because we know we didn't attack all of the people we should have. On this one says, there's another thing about Japan versus Saudi Arabia. You're right about that. After the war, we sent a guy named Edward R. Deming, who was a statistician, over to Japan to teach them statistical analysis. And it started the improvement of their production processes, processes, and how they became uh, electronics and uh, auto giants. It was because we went over there and taught them how to do it fast. They produced better steel for a long time. Because they did it cheap and and quicker. Because we said so. I remember there's times where they'd have, uh, you know, like GM or other companies would have a design on the car. And they just Japan do it would get a hold of it. Look, turn it around. Bottom quicker. line is, you light my country on fire in less than seven seconds, and sort of a surprise, I'm going to be super nice to you because I don't have that technology. So whatever you say goes. And they got really good at building us stuff. So we ended up being pals. Man, the Saudi Arabia thing, we're just mad because. You know, we don't have it. Can't we, touch. We, we can't beat them up. Yeah, it's the it's the diplomatic immunity almost. It's like they can do stuff and get away with it. Which, speaking of that, the Lululemon story that's going around. I don't know if you've seen this, no. but uh, Lululemon got robbed. People went into it. It's a it's a story that's kind of going around. It's the it's not new, but it's it, the story is somebody went into a Lululemon, robbed it. Two guys robbed it, and uh, the employees tried to stop them. The employees have been fired. Fired. Yeah. Um, the employees have been fired, and the people are like, there's nothing they can do. And the CEO of Lululemon, and I don't think it's the same guy who I used to consider a, an American hero. The old CEO owner of Lululemon was the one who put up a big fight when giant fat ladies were like, well, how come you don't sell anything to us? And he goes, because I don't want to see you in my clothes. Like, he was immediate. Well, like, I don't want, I want good-looking people in my clothes. That's the, that's how my clothes are going to sell. They said erect statues of him. Yeah, but, right oh, next I, to Dr. Lin. Completely right downtown. agree. He stood his ground and said, uh, you're not the example I want wearing my clothes. Like, he used to be all-inclusive. And he said, no. And he fought for a little while, and I think he ended up having to leave. I don't remember exactly how that ended, but Lululemon caved because Jesus did it cave. I don't think it was because mm. of that. I think he... Because the thread couldn't hold up. Had yeah. some other stuff going on. Well, I don't remember that. I just remember I thought, that whole deal. Either way, I don't know. You can look it up. But either, that's, that's I can't nothing remember to do either. Anyway, so he was my hero for a while because of that. Yeah, that to take a stance like, we're just going to make the clothes for sure that. Body. Well, he caved because yeah. I've seen Lululemons on people that shouldn't be wearing them. But the new one is uh, that, you know, you can go in and steal. And Lululemon's CEO came out and said, look, we're that's not our job. That's somebody else's job. So have at it. So now Lululemons are like, if you want free Lululemon... They ain't going to stop you. All you have to do is get away with it. That's no, don't it. say so that. Congr- no, be out there. <laughs> <laughs> they'll get. They'll don't get, get many caught. reasons. But it's crazy. Like that's, that's a just- rule in a lot of the stores, right? In in the malls, basically corporations let them go. Just let them have it, which is craziness to me because you have to have some sort of a a rule that says you can't steal. But the, the guy basically went on TV and said, "Go ahead." Nothing we can do about it. 
And I don't think you want to make that announcement either. It depends on the, you know, um, amount, and, too. And they have it on, if they have it on video surveillance, all that, sure. they can go after and, and prosecute. But, but do a you lot fire of the, stuff, the employees? If they try to get, interfere with the robbery? Yeah. No, nah, see, that I don't agree. I, don't, I, I, I totally I, I, disagree I don't with agree that. with it. Yeah, I think that's terrible. But they that's fired, the policy. fired two people for chasing burglars from a store. Now, I don't think you should leave the store. But uh, chasing two burglars from a store and stated he stands by his action, refuting the claim the staff members got fired because they reported the incident to authorities. I uh, said, we have a zero-tolerance policy. We train our educators on uh, and around engaging during a theft. Uh we put our safety of our team and guests at front and center. I agree with that. Like, if there's people stealing, you call. You make a phone call. And you do what you can to, like, get eyeballs on it or film it or do whatever. But to get fired for, like, actually chasing them a little bit, maybe you tell them, hey, never again, don't do this. But I know it's dangerous. You shouldn't do it. I totally agree with that. You shouldn't. But the CEO of the company shouldn't come out and say, hey, by the way, if you're ro- we apologize if you're trying to rob the store and our employees get in the way. That's just it. We, we can't believe that happened. Lululemon is, you know, prides itself in letting thieves just run roughshod over the store. We, we have security cameras, and hopefully we'll catch it that way. But And in the end, Walmart's kind of got a similar policy and everything else, but you start looking at it, two things happen. Prices go up, which sucks for us normal non-thieves, or... I have to go through a gauntlet of six employees that don't want to be there to open a case of something. Like, I had to go razors? Buying razors is like getting a home loan now. Like, I had to buy razors at the downtown CBS. I got to go get a guy. Yeah. They're tied to the thing. You know what else is, for some reason? Uh, any medicated lip balm. What? Yeah. I was down uh, downtown, and I cut my lip. And I'm like, oh, no. Did I cut it? Is it? Do I have herpes? Like, it hurt. And, I, and I'm like, oh, it turned out not to be anything more than just cracked lips. But I was worried I had, like, a cold sore. I went down to go get cold sore medicine. I had to get a guy. And what I did was I didn't realize that I didn't think that this stuff would have to be securely fastened to the – it's locked on the little thing. And so I tugged it and ripped it off. And the guy came over, you got to get permission to buy those. <laughs> I do? Why? We have a lot of people stealing them. So what happens? I go home after I get all this stuff. It had been opened, and the thing inside of it was gone. There you go. So it was, there was nothing in it. It was stuffed with paper and stuff. It was a tiny little, like, like Blistex pack or something like that. And That's where you should have walked out when you're walking home. Anyone got any lip yeah, balm? Yeah. Medicated lip <laughs> Who balm? Out here has medicated I got some, lip bro. Balm. Yeah. Over here, bruh. Check it out. I got it all. A oh, Breva? Well, how bad is it, man? Is it a Breva Carmex? What are we looking at? Yo, man, I suck your... <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there. <laughs> you really shouldn't be doing this considering I've got a lip this injury. This is how you apply it. <laughs> Thanks for the Abreva. You're going to regret that. If this is a cold sore, you're in trouble. But yeah, I didn't know that. But I mean, that's because they have a huge problem with people. And that's just out of embarrassment, I think, buying medicated lip balm. It was. It's weird. So that's what happens with theft. We, the normal people, once again, are the ones who have to dance through hoops to go get basic crap. And, you know, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. So Lululemon coming out saying, yeah, our employees are fired for that. It's like, all right. Well, why am I not robbing things? That's what I want. Why am well, I not I going to the store? I think that's why the bigger, robbing? you know, like the bigger box stores like Walmart and Target or whatever, that's why they have their own security too, yeah. to try to stop some of You'd that. You'd hope so, but yeah. every time I watch OP Live, 
they're calling the cops too. Like their security just does nothing. They stand there and go, there's our guy. They just keep an eye on them, and then the cops show up if they're lucky. But they've had a few of them stop them, and they have that, that old lady that checks your receipt. But you just got to wonder, how come I'm not stealing more? When I was doing overnights, I, I would talk to this one guy. He was a Circle K worker, and literally ev- every other night or something, he'd have the same guy come in and do beer runs on him. Yeah. And he's not allowed to do anything. He would literally, the guy would wave at him, and he'd yeah. wave him. All right, see you later, man. Yeah. You know, nothing you can do about it. You got to yep. catch him. And cops don't want to waste their no. they always talk. And plus, they're, you know, the news is always like, yeah, hey, we got a cop shortage. We got, we're worried about this, that, and the other. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go get myself some. Lululemons are expensive. If I can steal them and nobody's going to stop me, why am I? They're expensive. It's like a hundred bucks for a pair of those pants. And they don't charge extra for the big ones, which pissed me off too. More material. It should, it should be. I've always said that. No offense, Brady, but bigger people should pay twice as much. (laughs) You should, you should not spend the same amount of money for Levi's as I do. If, if you're a size 44 waist and I'm a size 33 waist, I pay pay by the pound or inch. It shouldn't just be a straight-up cost. That tells me somebody's getting robbed, and it's little guys. It's always a little. That's what they mean when they say that. It's always a little guy taking it in the ass. They're talking about that because, you know, some giant lady buying a huge dress, it's the same price as the... You know, the size four. Wedding Men's dresses. t-shirts. Can Wedding dresses. Sometimes change. They do? Bit. Yeah. Like a, on a, if you go a double XL. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that a dollar or two up. more. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I not know. Online at, at, fan, at Fanatics, it's two bucks more for a double XL. Is that right? Yeah. Doesn't that make you kind of feel like, hmm, I'm being targeted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this to myself. Because when I buy shirts, it's S, M, L, XL. And then they have the XL, double XL. I never really dabble in those. But it's all the same price from small to large. I don't even think the small guy should pay as much as me. Like our friend Scott uh, Haynes, that poor little guy buys kids' clothes. He should. He's five feet two inches tall. (laughs) But he pays the same for adult shirts as I do. That's not fair at all. Not even close to fair. You should not pay the same if you're larger. And it's, you know, even if you're just, no, Shaquille O'Neal has to get clothes made for him. How's that fair? That's not his fault. He's seven feet. You know, some of it is the, the over three hundred pounds is, but still. So you know, Lululemon should be charging those hogs. Yeah, we'll yeah, give you diversity. Here you go, four hundred dollars. Yep, you pay four hundred dollars for that parachute. You're going to try to slide over your ass with my logo on it. You pay me four hundred dollars yeah. to look at that. Yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> remember the eighties, Brett, man, because they're not shaving that thing properly. There's too much to carry. <laughs> Good Lord. Talk about, and you talk about wax people. There's another one. It should cost more for a giant lady to get waxed than it should for a beautiful, precious small one. There should be benefits to that. Because if that lady's got to put a forearm into your gut roll to push it up to get the proper amount of wax where it goes from belly button down to thing. If she's got to push weight in her to hold back the flabber lanch. And then some pristine little model comes in, and they're paying the same price. No way. That should not be the case. There's no waxing on that. Huh? That doesn't That's go the in. only way they do it. That apron doesn't go in. Ugh. Probably just covers it up. It looks shaved because that's their stomach. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> anyway, if you want Lululemons, evidently the CEO says they're free. Now, I don't agree with some of the news stories saying, don't go to Lululemon. It's not safe there. 
it's the policy of almost everywhere you go. It is. To not attack the guy. But if you see somebody stealing something, you should be able to. Like they did that one story where the employees just followed the guy around with a trash bag to make sure he didn't go over $1,200. <laughs> that's, in, that's in California. The other which thing is they try amazing. to do is uh, double dip. They take it out of one store. Yeah. And then return it. Back I used to, the other. I never used to steal, but I used to take one from one store and return it for cash because they didn't have a cash back policy. In Seattle, one of the one of the local news people, Jean Anderson, like she was like the Kent Dana here. She was there for like 25, 30 years. She would go to Nordstrom's and Nordstrom's would have a person follow her because she yeah. would just shoplift the whole time she was there. No kidding. And they would send her husband a bill. Is that right? Yeah. And he would just pay it and go, please leave her alone. Go, yeah, She's just, a public figure. Just, don't say anything about it. Just <laughs> let her let her go. I'm just going to start stealing. What? I don't know why I've been such a good person. Like, it seems beneficial. Then the cops come and they're like, you stole that. And I'm like, ah, uh, eh. Did I? I did. Anyway, I got some free stuff. And then, I don't know if you're going to jail for it. They're going to waste time. They don't even do that. You just keep it under. They told everybody how much you can steal in California without getting in big yeah. trouble. Like, you got a $900 limit here. It's like a shopping spree. It's like, okay, what do I, what do you pay a $350 fine to steal $900 stuff? That's dumb. I'll do it. That so seems the, reasonable. The jewelry stores started adapting. They put everything over 1100 bucks in their cases because they were doing smashing grabs. Right. So that they could finally charge them. So who gets the hit? Good people like you and I who have to ask employees for six different keys. I got to get the key. It's like being in the Matrix. I get 15 people to buy one thing. But that nothing made me more annoyed than that lip balm thing. CVS right there on Central and First Avenue. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. So we have to go over to the counter. This guy registers it, takes the tab off, gives me the thing. I go all the way back to the place to apply it, and I opened it up, and I realized this has already been opened. <laughs> Somebody stole it out of the thing and didn't take it off of the, the rack. They just opened the corner and then very cleverly got it back together to make it look good. And because it's so light to begin with, you didn't know. There's stuff shaking around in there. It's the instructions. Apply to lip. Stupid. But, yeah, you get any allergy medicine, Oh, they treat you like a like your Capone. Name. Let me see your ID. I'm like, I, I have allergies. This isn't, you, know, you might make meth with These you. pills are so small. It's like, how yeah. many, I can't make any yeah. meth with this. There's not enough. Just want one. I understand this policy for, like, getting 10 or 12 Dynataps. Yeah. That makes sense. But one. Can I just have one 12-pack of Dimatap? No. ID, please. Like, this is ridiculous. And this is why I'm going to start stealing. I don't want to deal with these people. They don't want to deal with me. I don't want to deal with them. And I watch OP Live. Most of the time, you just have to give it back. They catch people all the time with, like, a bag full of socks at the Walmart. They get tackled. Their pants come off. You're in the parking lot. It's embarrassing for five minutes. They're like, give us this stuff back. All right. And get out of here. Oh. Well, that was See you tomorrow. Nice <laughs> I'm going to try this again. This didn't go so poorly. <laughs> so it's I like highly Looney Tunes that. cartoon, yeah. Ralph. Yep. And the- See you Monday. Yeah. Hello, Ralph. Yeah, it's... Uh, but that story came out, and everybody's like, this is shocking. Like That they got fired? I don't think you should fire your employees. Have a chat with them for their own safety. You should never chase a bad... That is one thing you should never do. A bad guy who's willing to do bad things, you shouldn't chase him. Because... You don't know what they're capable of when they're under stress, and they might be armed, and it's just not worth it. But uh, that's where it's, it has them. to come from um, the litigation afterwards. If if someone was tackled, and they turn around and sue the company, but you know, why fire them? Nothing happened. Like I'd understand. Well, no, if I'm that saying happened, like a company but... getting sued, then they have to pay out hmm. the guy that was stealing stuff. Well, if their if their employee gets shot by the bad guy, right. and you didn't have a policy that said don't fight bad guys. 
and the bad guy then kills you're... somebody, then their family's going to come after Lululemon and yeah. say, well, why didn't you have a don't fight bad guy? Why didn't you train these people better? So everything is in hindsight for cash later. Yep. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that you would fire the employees. They were trying to protect your brand. And you're like, nope, fired. We tell them not to do that. So they're like, well, that's pretty strict. Because I've been to Lululemon a few times, and what they should be fired for is ignoring you. Because they walk by you a lot. And it seems like all they do is fold folded clothes. I got to fold these. They're already folded. Fold them again. I used to be really kind of a stickler when I, I don't go to malls anymore. Who does? Nobody does. But if you go in and you would unfold something, I would try to fold it back. Oh, they hated that. Got it. And it was just better. To, I was told once at the Gap, just leave it. I'm like, why? I was at, oh, I was at the Gap. It was at Lucky. And I'm looking at shirts, and I'm folding them, and I'm putting them back. And I thought I was doing a good job. The girls said, just leave them. When you look at them, just leave them. And I'm like, really? I have to put the board on all of them. And yeah, she breaks out certain... some board and some flippy foldy. It's like a Rubik's Yeah, snake. and the bolt comes out. I'm like, that is better. But mine was pretty good. No one would have noticed that. She goes, ugh, just leave them. So the next thing you know, I'm just tossing stuff on the floor and whatever. Grumpy. So the lessons today, it's time to stop being mad at Saudi Arabia. Don't breastfeed. And you know what, decent people? It's time we all started stealing a little bit, I think. <laughs> Nothing major. But you've done your time. You wander in this morning. Let's go back to what we used to do. Grab yourself a pack of fiddle faddle or some funions over there at the QT and wander <laughs> out. There's no, there's no reason for you to continue to be this moral bastion when the whole world around you is like doing whatever they want. But hogs don't steal from Lululemon, please. <laughs> hogs should steal. They're not no. getting away. You don't have to chase and be like, she's still walking. That's her right there. She's two stores down. She, she left she's an hour ago. Cream. Yeah, she left an hour ago. She, no way she's getting past the Auntie Anne's. Once she smells those pretzels, that's the thing. You just have to put more Auntie Anne's up around places that are high theft. Those Lululemon pigs will be like, I got to stop on Auntie Anne. But yeah, it's just, and also it's time we stopped uh, being nostalgic about the 80s without talking about the Bush problem. Remember, the 80s ended with Bush as president and as a look for ladies. So <laughs> let's just remember the Clinton era ushered in. Bush back. You know, maybe we should give Clinton more credit for that. Yeah, we tried to bring Bush back. Younger, slicker, less Harry Bush. Clinton doesn't get the credit he deserves for the changes in vaginas and again it's porn related because we all started to see how gross they were but clinton really clinton the clinton era was when it all you ladies started mopping up real nice <laughs> it wasn't the bush era that was appropriately named reagan bush and reagan bush was 80 to 88 then bush so it was bush was there the whole time have you ever looked at a beaver hunt from the 70s? Oh, have I? <laughs> You're probably I'll still turned it. on by it because that, <laughs> that was your early introduction. Have you ever probably looked at one that. now? This was considered sexy. This was girl next door stuff. Like, guys I, weren't turned away really by thought that. Desired. You were a kid, though, so it was, yeah. it was weird to see that happen. Like, I saw yeah. it probably two or three times. I'm like, yeah. whoa. For you, it looked too much like a half-eaten tomato, and you know, fruits and vegetables weren't on your plate anyway. So let's. It not... just had the mystique of uh, it's the the person next door in your neighborhood. The... Yeah, well, that's what it looks like. Somebody's got one of those, and you were also raised to believe it was filthy, like it was a sin, it was a taboo. 
Like what you were doing was wrong in the eyes of I had no idea what I was in for on that. (laughs) I didn't even know I'm like... Well, you knew when you were a kid that God probably wasn't happy with you looking at beaver hunt. um, (laughs) That's probably weighing on you a little bit. Now, that's not beaver hunt. That's no, a pretty good manicured girl. Devin, Devin DeVasquez. Oh, you like, like her. Playmate. Yeah, she was good. In 1989 or something yeah. like that. And that's as clean as you could expect. Yeah. Well, that's or an awful some, lot. Now, if that well, broke out, if you broke that, that out. picture. She's got other pictures where it's like. It's down by her thighs. Yeah. If you broke out that today, it would yeah. be. What are you doing? What is going on? How come you don't clean yourself? <laughs> are you homeless? <laughs> and in this picture, she is stunning for her time. I th- I would think that girls shame each other, like oh. at the gym or something, and you see that? Oh, Bushy McBush, yeah. <laughs> You'd think so, but I don't know that. Girl, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, girls I don't aren't know. like guys. They shame each other when the girl's not there. Uh, yeah, they talk they, they talk about, like, you know. They talk more directly about it. Did you see Laura's bush? <laughs> they talk about it when Laura's not around. But yeah, it all started. I, when was the, who was the first shaved playmate? That's a good question. That's Ooh. a good trivia question. Who was the very first shaved centerfold go she to should be celebrated that was 89 she's 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 the amelia Earhart that women should embrace she should be celebrated she started the like trend a holiday of, yeah i agree completely whoever this girl is we need to start knowing her name yeah. and start susan b anthony nothing <laughs> harriet tubman nice job but no thanks amelia Earhart crashed the plane <laughs> let's find out who the real pioneers of ladies uh you know, originally the, probably the, was the super banned. suffragette. She Betsy was, Ross, anybody can sew. Yeah, Betsy Ross. Anybody can sew. Yeah, somebody <laughs> would have figured out how to make a flag. You just got lucky because you, you, you know what she wasn't doing? Any maintenance. So, of course, she could have time to make a, invent a flag. I wonder if there's like a record of the very first ever fully shaved According to the centerfold. Uh, she's not even. It's not full? She's not even full. It's uh, Daylene Curtis. Daylene Curtis. And she's got a little patch, like a little Hitler mustache. According to Babypedia. That one's pretty clean. That looks pretty clean. That's pretty clean. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, Had to be like 90. Oh, is that? Is she peeing? Uh, I think oh, she's a can, can behind her. Oh, that's just a can. <laughs> I thought that was a urine stream. <laughs> yeah, Hustler got into the pee. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. That's pretty So clean. what's her name again? Daylene Curtis. Daylene Curtis. Daylene Curtis is uh should be on money. Absolutely. You sit and try to figure out how to replace Andrew Jackson on the 20. I think we just figured it out. And other people come over from other countries and go, George Washington on the one there, see that? That makes sense. Who's on the five? Ah, Lincoln. Who's this on the twenty? That's Daylene Curtis. First shaved centerfold in Playboy history. Good God, she's an American hero. You know it. I'd carry only 20s. You know it. That's all I would. <laughs> Don't give me Franklins. <laughs> give me Curtises. I celebrate women. I'd be Alan Alda. I'd be such a feminist. Good Lord. Anyway. Well, good luck, ladies. But that's your true hero. But boy, think about it. Celebrate. Oh, the smells. The smells are father. 1998-ish. For Daylene wow, Curtis. they waited a while. Because the Brazil fully shaved, fully shaved yeah. Daylene Curtis, very first landing plane. strip. I think was probably before that, right? They had some. Yeah. They weren't giving up on it in the mid nineties, but by ninety eight, we're like, all right, this is the future. We have seen the future, and it is seal slick. <laughs> we want our women to look like dolphin. 
think about what your dad's generation went through. The muck and goo that they had to fight through. The and the, the Dufresne. The seepage. <laughs> the day's old sense. Ah. You know it. They weren't bathing every day. My grandma took a bath once a week. Just like Nam. They're in it the... was. And they just... And <laughs> <in> the S. <laughs> and they ate it like starving children. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's a pioneer. She's a pioneer. Daylene right Curtis. There. That's yes. it. First we need to celebrate, celebrate her. Celebrate, celebrate Daylene Curtis, everybody. <laughs> it's her birthday. We need a holiday for this. A real female hero in this country. There you go. Not that awful Amelia Earhart you guys keep throwing your hat on. She crashed. How's Daylene look today? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. Not great. But, but you know what? She's a pioneer. She's the Rosa Parks of pubic hair. <laughs> That's well, a, a weird sentence. <laughs> can't always rely well, on the internet, but apparently that's her. That's her today? Apparently. Kept yeah, she's it 45. together. Yeah, she's only 45. Kept it together. So she's like 19 in 1998 when she's first... There's another one. ...shaved out. And her shirt's still off, which I admire as well. She is and keeping she, it going. She grew some hair back. Oh, she she bushed up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, she's a trendsetter. She's, you know, bringing sexy back. Congratulations. Maybe, Ladies, that's maybe it. Maybe she didn't. Maybe I'm... Miss, miss seeing the pixels there. Man. Daylene Curtis. Her she... birthday's November 12th, so we need to celebrate that day. Let's oh, take a day off. I don't think so, Johnny. 11-12. I don't think she that brought it clean. back. That is clean. That's clean. 45 nice. and still living the dream. Slick like flipper. <laughs> Good job, Daylene. So that was the first one was 98, and then that's 2008. That is solid. She kept it together. Yeah. That's right. Good for her. Nice job. She kept it smooth, too. Like, like eggshells. Like a hard-boiled... Nice. She's a hero, ladies. Put put her on T-shirts when you're marching around yelling about how you're mad at men. How did how did we turn this into political talk? You know the best part of Hustler was, John? What? Asshole of the month, because in 1979, <laughs> Jimmy Carter's mother nominated him, or was anointed that title. <coughs> Jimmy Carter's mom won Asshole of the Month in Hustler once? The worst part is he remembers yeah, right. that over the beaver hunt and everything else. I read it for the articles. And, of course, the uh, monthly anointment of Asshole of the Month. I have a list. What did she do to become Asshole of the Month? Give birth Half to Jimmy. Carter, yeah, yeah, she gave birth to Jimmy and Billy. You know the biggest asshole in this country is the mother of this idiot. I just imagine what that lady's peanut farm looked like when she was given <laughs> seriously think of what this daylene woman has done and again porn pushed it nothing for that generation though huh nothing for that generation like jimmy carter's mom and oh, all that they boof. continued on boof. they plowed through oh, plowed. all they did was procreate and have kids that dude didn't want to touch it after. There was no pulling out. It was just like, just get this over with. Gladys, brace yourself. I'm coming in. But now now we want to look at it. We want to hang out down there, put drinks on it. I said Daylene is the Rosa Parks of pubic hair. That's what I said. <laughs> How did he not hear that? Oh, I, I already said that one. Don't steal my drinks. Anyway. Yeah, back of the bus to all you fuzzy ones. Daylene, she gets the front seat now. She's the true Wonder Woman. Now I think her name's Daylene Parks. Daylene Curtis. Put it, put it, write that down. 
The day we discovered her. Great the, band name, too, by the way. Daylene Curtis would yes. be an amazing band name. In fact, it works out perfectly if we do this Night of the Singing Bald Guys. Oh, that there you we change her name to Daylene Curtis because oh. she was the first bald woman. That's perfect. What's inter- uh, well, I wonder is she was the first one in and how well received was that? Was the next person up? Did they yeah, did go they, the day? Did they, they go back route, and forth or, or did from they go there? Back? Yeah. What was the percentage of fuzz after that? Yeah. Because 98 is a little late. Porn had already given us what we needed, and Playboy was falling behind in a big way to the home video stuff and what was, quote, coming your way. Hmm. It was a. Uh, we had already seen a lot of the cut down forest, but it was still a debate. There was a generational uh, sea change going on there with guys in their 30s going, I like a little something. And then the Hitler mustaches started to happen, the Brazilian landing strips. There was a lot of different variations, and now it's just pretty much, you don't meet too many ladies who aren't. Never understood the Hitler stash, don't The Hitler stash was hilarious. Yeah. Making out with Hitler. <laughs> I'm going to go make out with Hitler for a minute. <laughs> guy. So I was off a little bit. First play, first, Daylene Curtis was first in Miss September of 2001. Was she shaved in that? Yeah, that was wow. the first, time, first play well, made pose with a shaved pubic area. So it wasn't 98? It wasn't 98. Oh, wow. The magazine she was on had a 98 cover, but it must have been something different from the internet. God, so maybe she was in that one. But she's that the first be. centerfold playmate. That could be. Was 2001. So, because sometimes they hang around and do like Girls of the Pac 10 and then they become centerfolds a couple years later. So, 2001 is late in the game. First Playboy. openly transgender playmate. I don't know. Miss November two, 2017. Where's Jay Cutler? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, beyond that, uh, that, nobody's looking at that. First amputee playmate. Uh, now I'm interested again. <laughs> know your audience. I don't want to see. Transge- Although I remember looking at that transgender playmate because that was a big deal when that happened. Not bad. It would fool you. First mother and daughter playmates? Gross. Together? No. Okay. Uh, Miss December 1960 and Miss February 1989. That's not bad. That's not a, that's a 29-year gap, too. Did you say 60 and 89? Yep. Jeez. First twin playmates? Yuck. October 1970. So gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> that is just so gross. I don't get the... The double meat twins. Yuck. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, you made it even worse. Brady. The wake-up song brought yeah, to you by... Yeah, just get to the wake-up song. We were on such a... I knew he'd ruin this eventually. <laughs> this much positive talk about a female body, Brady had to wreck it. And, of course, meat was involved. Wait, wait! <laughs> You barbecued the whole thing. It's a dinner's served. <laughs> the conversation's over. We can all eat now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But what's the wake up song? Uh, wake up yeah. song is brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Sorry, Josh. Uh, if you're if you're looking to get out on the trails, the canals, riding around the neighborhood, just getting in shape. They got bikes for all of you. E bikes, mountain bikes, and again, just those beach cruisers. Check out what they got in stock and uh, talk to the experts over there because. They're not only those sales guys, they're the experts. They, they, they ride every day. So actionrideshop.com or just go visit the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. Tyler Shova has emailed in. A great point. Uh, do you know that shaving has eliminated pubic lice in this day and age? See, she should be celebrated that much more. She's a, she's a health, she's a heroine of, of both safety and beauty. Oh, sorry. We got <laughs> Shout it out of the effort. Yeah, pubic lice is no longer a thing. Crabs too, maybe. Crabs are a lot harder to get when you don't have pubes. You don't hear a lot about crabs anymore, do you? Yeah. 
That's a good point. That used to be a guarantee down there with those Tijuana hookers in that picture that J. Todd sent us. Yeah. Anyway, remember when we started the show, everybody was mad at Saudi Arabia, and look what look what's happened. We're all uniting over one thing, Republican and Democrat alike. We all enjoy a well-manicured lady who didn't breastfeed. It's gross. What were you doing? Yuck, you've ruined them. Uh, all right, what do you got? All right, on the list, we got Pantera, uh, Devil Driver, Dead. Of course, uh, there it is. That Seven Dust, So I'll get to it. Avenged, yeah, Jane's yeah. Addiction, Blah, Corn, Clutch, Avatar, and, Blah, you know, it's just for the win. Yeah. It's Primus, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Winona's Big Brown Beaver is today's song. That's the one. That's the winner. Shazam! Darlene Curtis, <laughs> is that what it is? Or Daling? Daling. Darlene. Daling. It's Daling. Is it? Yeah. No. Darlene, yes, Daylene, yeah. somebody named Darlene has a bush. Even today, if you name your kid Darlene, it's growing up to have a big wonker. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> Darlene's don't shave it. My name's Darlene. <laughs> like a circus tent popped out of there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, congratulations. Now we learned something today. That's good. And Tyler even pointing out that it eliminated lice. It was for health reasons. That's great stuff. That had to be a rough go for the ladies. Go down there with the itchies. I got something brewing down here, and I need you to forage through this rainforest and figure it out. Poor doctors. Man, no more nostalgia about the 70s and 80s. No more. It was not a better time. We live in the greatest time there is to be alive, which is right now. Period. End of sentence. End of story. There are commercials on TV right now. For razors designed specifically to shave that area. And some hot lady in her bathing suit, or I guess she's in her underwear, is just shaving the edges right there on TV. Letting ladies know this is just absolutely has to happen. It's great. Bic stuff. shaved. Yeah, bic shaved. Keep it together, ladies. Remember when they actually had to show shaving the peach? Yeah, they had to shave something other than. Now the lady's just like, look, just get it off the edges and you're good for the day. It is so delicate, it shaves this peach. Yeah. Hint, hint. I feel sorry for you ladies listening to, you know, develop a little Homer Simpson 5 o'clock shadow down there. <laughs> Some of you push back hard. You can't, you can't yeah. get rid of that. Some of your bodies are pushing back. I was like, Italian sometimes. Oh, you're Italians, yeah. Grandma still lives in mm-hmm. your blood, and she's pushing that gravy out. <laughs> what do you do? And you got to get a bigger bush, and no man is going to accept you like this. You look like a baby. Grow out of your bigger bush. John, maybe you mentioned it already, but uh, the only thing I can think of for this trend and to thank is the proliferation of crabs in the 1990s. Yeah, it, gone. It had like we had to have extra crabs, and then we eliminated them. <laughs> oh, Speaking of hair, Brady just sent me this uh, this breaking news. Ava Mendez. The headline just says Ava Mendez is a hairy beast who has to shave her face. <laughs> she has her face shaved. Every other day. Wow. That's a... Uh... she go to the barber with the straight yeah. razor? Yeah. She dermaplanes. Yeah. <laughs> my hair grows back if I get chills. I'm a beast. I'll literally be shaving my legs in the shower, get chills, and all the work I've done is over. She describes herself as Mama Wolf. Oh, wow. Ava Mendez doing her best to make her the least attractive woman we know. Maybe we'll have to replay her call-in she hates this us. weekend. No, don't do that. Let's just leave so her. warm. Leave the beast alone. Leave Fuzzy by herself. Fuzzy Wuzzy doesn't need to be on the phone. <laughs> We're done with Team Wolf. Yeah. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. U-P-P.
sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. We're about to get into the Brady Report. Before we do that, maybe I should wait on this. I'm going to wait on this. Oh, okay. I got a little rant. I got a little. I'm. I'm. <laughs> you smell that, everybody? Uh oh. It's not the mulch fire. There's some smolay in the air. Juicy, juicy. I'm about to call something juicy? out. Uh-oh. I got a smolay. I got a smolay alert going. Local on. or national? National. Oh. Transnational. Oh. Dylan, I got. A, there's uh, a smolay alert in the air. Dylan Mulvaney. No, no, no. Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing's going to make Kid Rock go crazy. <laughs> Don't you start that dinner stuff up again. Start talking about her. Go woke, go broke. I get it, I get it. <laughs> There's smole in the air, and I don't like it. I like to call out when I sense a smole. I'll never forget the smole day when we were so careful that morning that that story broke, and I remember turning the mics off looking at Brady going, I don't like this story one bit, but if we say this and it happens to be true, we're done. If we say, I don't believe right. a word of this. It like it was, because I remember also I had just heard that it was 23 below zero in Chicago when supposedly someone recognized the guy from Empire. I'm like, didn't he? He had to be bundled up. Nobody drives around at two in the morning and goes, there's the guy from Empire. I would struggle if I knew. Hank, and has a hankering for Subway. <laughs> Look, Brady, at, at 2.30 in the morning at, at 23 below zero, if I'm driving down the road and you're walking to Subway, I'd be like, hey, I got it. That may or may not act. Could have been Brady. I'll ask him tomorrow. I'm not making the determination. That that one stunk from the beginning. I got another one. I'm smelling smoke. That's why Chappelle's thing was so great about oh, so it. it was br- I mean, if you honestly, on. not to sit and tap ourselves on the back that day, listen to this show. Yeah. It's the same thing Chappelle said. Oh, really? No, I, okay. it, we, it, it just kind of went from acknowledging the story and then I just remember looking at Brady going, I can't. This isn't real. There's nothing about this is real. Like, it can't be. And, and the other one that we called out was the Ryan Lochte story yep. down there in Brazil. I'm like, all right. The gas station. This has lies written all over it. That was a garbage story. And immediate. so I got another one. I got another smole. I don't think this one's going to blow up as big because it's just somebody trying to sell a book. But I don't like it. We'll get to it after the Brady Report. It's time for the Brady Report right now. And it's Wednesday, and that means it's Wingsday Wednesday at Hooters. Uh, limited time only. You choose your Wings Day adventure. Buy 20 wings, get 10 free. That's for dine-in or takeout. Or all-you-can-eat wings. All of them. $20.99. You got to dine-in for that. You can't keep coming back and, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're going to win uh, when you get your wings at Hooters. So we'll see you there. And you can say, thanks, Hooters, for this Brady Report. Brady Report it. Good Wings Day morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Also, happy National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. <laughs> okay. Terrible combination of Terrible. wings and chocolate. Terrible. Couple of baseless fun facts. Maybe it goes better with the shrimp from yesterday. <laughs> the, yeah, the boiled shrimp on a hot day. Oh, <laughs> nothing better than a bucket of steamed shrimp on your lap while you're floating around a 105 degree pool. In the early days of Parcel Post, a few parents managed to mail their kids to relatives. Yeah, we heard about the one story. You said it was, it was legal in yeah. 1913. An eight-month-old baby in Ohio was mailed to his parents. Uh, to their grandmother, basically, to grandma, who lived a few miles away. The baby was safely delivered. But regulations were quickly established to prevent any additional mailing of children through the U.S. mail. I have to wonder if that was for safety, 
because everything's always been about money. Mm -hmm. Or if the train companies are like, don't do that anymore. We can charge them for a ticket. Yeah. And I wonder if that, because the trains were run by the government too. It's like, why are we giving them, you know. Sure, there is money involved. Postage. But when we can charge them $10 for a ticket from Abilene to what other, Rochester, instead of mailing it for like half price, like let's get them on a full charge. So let's make it illegal to mail them. And then, because what's the difference between mailing them and stuffing them on a train by themselves? How much? We I, we all know a guy whose mother was mailed across the uh, country, essentially, because the family had too many kids. So like, there's one too many, and they just fired her off on a train and sent her away to somebody else. Mailed her to, mailed her to a new family, which is insane. The polo shirt was designed so that the collar could turn up to protect your neck from the sun when you're playing tennis. Hmm. So frat boys popped the collars. They actually got it right. Well, they ruined it. <laughs> Start well, popping them again. What they did was ruin it. I know. And create more skin cancer because we don't want to look like douchebag frat boys. Lincoln Logs were invented by John Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd's brother? Son. Oh. Oh. He's got a couple designs around here, too, I think. I think John, I don't know if it's John Lloyd Wright, but the one that's over on the Biltmore is not a Frank Lloyd Wright. And the one in Arcadia is his yeah, son as Biltmore well. Yeah, the Biltmore one is. And then maybe that one. That is my Frank Lloyd Wright. The one in Arcadia is his son. Because they were going to renovate it, and somebody bought it and said, well, I can renovate it. It's my house. And they're like, that's a, that's a Frank Lloyd Wright's son. And he goes, that's a nobody's thing. That's like saying that's Frank Stallone's house. Who cares? <laughs> If you want to assess all your relationships to figure out which ones are still worth the time and investment, you can just try the two beers and puppy method. It's pretty simple. Would you want to have two beers with this person? And would you trust this person to look after your puppy for the weekend? If you answer yes to both of those. Would you want to have two beers with with a new person? Or with a... Group of uh, people that you already know. Right. Oh, okay. Saying, You're talking about socially, like friends, or like somebody oh, you want yeah. to date. Yeah, I thought it was like if you wanted to. Basically, they're saying if you, if they have a, a yes to both, that means you really value your relationship with the person, Man. and you like them and you trust them. I don't trust anyone with my dogs. You trust that one gal, didn't Ooh, you? One. She's a vet tech. Oh. Is she Brittany. not in the picture anymore? She's great. Oh. And there was Candace for a while. She was also a yeah, yeah. dog uh, aficionado. But people will offer, we'll watch your dogs. I'm like, nope. I don't. Do you, you still have syringes involved with some of them? The cat cured itself of diabetes. Oh, that's we don't right. have to shoot the pussy anymore. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. He got sick one day, started to try to climb the couch in the funniest way ever. And me being, you know, a medical, <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Cat's gone crazy. And I didn't even think of it as a problem. And he's sitting there just scratching the side of it, looking at me like he's, hello, like he's floating through space. Then he walked over to the table and he started to try to sideways climb that, like he didn't understand the floor anymore. And I'm like, something's going on. So I'm like, Megan, come look at the cat's gone mad. (laughs) I think he got into something. And she was wise enough to say, we should call somebody. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe this is a medical problem. (laughs) Put a little honey on his gums. He was fine. A few days later, he starts doing it again, put honey on the gums, no good. Took him to the vet, and they're like, he's better. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like the insulin you're giving him is causing the problem. He's done with diabetes. Only cats can cure themselves from diabetes. Wow. It's the craziest we thing. Haven't, ten years, we, ten years we people? shot that thing. No. We can't figure it out. Or they ripped you off for ten years. 
No, because because otherwise you'd have seen a difference. Yeah. <laughs> like when he, when he didn't get a shot, you saw it. Like yeah. he had it. It was crazy. Miracle he, can't. He's better now. He eats cheese all the time. He's like he does whatever he wants. It's but it's not evidently that's a thing cats can do. They can hmm. reverse diabetes. He didn't lose weight. You know, didn't do anything special. A new poll asked people if they've ever regularly slept with a stuffed animal oh, as yeah. an adult. Oh, yeah. Sure. 23% of the people said yes. Never had one. 72 said no. Well, I know. There's a lot of stuff I know. missing from your childhood. <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. Your mom gave you one you don't remember, but you named Teddy Daddy, and it got weird. And my mom might have shot it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad took it and gave it to the son he loved. Montana, he was sleeping what's, with live. What's he do? Yeah, let's get him a real Ooh, bear. Maybe he gave it to Jeremy, and that's why he got hit by that. Yeah, Jeremy was chasing his teddy back yeah. on the road. Brett and I both had teddy bears, still mm. do, from our childhood. Yep. Brady, I had Alex's, uh, he, has a, he had an ele- elephant. Brady had a piss pillow. Yeah. Puffy the piss pillow. Puffy for with years. For years. Multiple Puffy the Piss Pillows, I'm guessing. Yeah. You didn't even know it had been exchanged a well, lot. Well, the, the longest run was the one that was left in Louisville. As far as you know. They wow, thought, they thought it'd be over, yeah. but then I found another replacement. Sounds like the Fast and Furious. Yeah. There's like 10 different versions I of it. I guarantee you, you thought you had your goldfish replaced a lot. <laughs> there, there was no way your mom let Puffy the Piss Pillow go back in bed with you. She just put the sheet back on a new pillow, and you thought it was Puffy. I could tell. You couldn't tell. The Artificial scent, Puffy? No, you knew or your mom had backup. Or she got puffies. a deal. Yeah, and she had him stacked in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and then that guy on your porch drinking lemonade, waving in his face. Your mama sure does care about your pillow, boy. That's and the then fifth time you just went. Sales. <laughs> it's a Forrest Gump reference. <laughs> you had Puffy the piss pillow replaced. I'm guessing twenty to twenty five times. You think maybe three, but there's no. No mother on the planet that's going to tolerate a pissed-on pillow for more than one pissing. We should get Bunny on the phone. <laughs> we we got to ask you, how many times did you allow Brady to piss on a pillow before you replaced it? Ah, God, once. A, <laughs> dec- a stack a, of them, I'm A decent mom doesn't give it back later. Maybe pissed, cleaned it once, then it gets pissed Constantly again. Constantly thrown in the washing machine. No. Puffy, Puffy couldn't. A pillow couldn't survive a washing machine as often as you were pissing it. <laughs> uh, evidently, AI is now helping people score a date. Nice it's online a, dating app part. called yeah. Flirtini <laughs> conducted a survey of single Americans aged eighteen to forty to gauge their feelings on AI-related functions on online dating, and sixty-nine percent all right of the single people. Express their positive and or neutral interest in adding AI tools into the dating process. Sixty-one percent of the users were cool with the prospect of around-the-clock interaction with an AI assistant, basically helping them yeah. find their match. Cyrano, your way through with AI. Learn how to talk to people because it's a antisocial generation of people. Yeah, I talk to parents all the time. Like, oh, the kids are so fun and you meet their kids and they're just blank faced waiting for their next screen it is the weirdest thing in the world oh the word it's 803 good job brett the word is today delene the princess, should we tell them how to spell it the, first the, the, yes d-a-l-e-n-e 
D-A-L-E-N-E. She is the pioneer, the very first ever fully shaven centerfold in Playboy. Deline. Deline Curtis, for those of you interested in looking her up at home, but Deline. Apple is changing its autocorrect so you won't text what the duck. Yeah, I saw Thank that. God. They're getting rid of the duck correction. Yeah, but it, it'll it, the update isn't immediate. It'll be in the new iOS 17, which is coming out in a Changes few months. Changes it to yeah. tuck. Or suck. <laughs> By the way, it's 97936. Daylene, D-A-L-E-N-E. We're giving you a tough one today. They're shifting it over to an AI-powered autocorrect, which will learn. It'll understand you. Yeah. Trust me, it replaced the word ant with the C word. And you don't think ant and the C word are spelled exactly the same until you make the mistake of calling your Aunt Joan something horrible. Hey, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, Joan. What did I do to you? What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus, it autocorrected. I say it too much. I never type the word ant. I type the C word 70, 80 times a day just for practice. This dude in Rhode Island, Benjamin Nadrowski, is facing four felony charges after police say he admitted to breaking into homes, stealing adult bedroom novelties, sex toys. He broke into four different homes. They finally busted him. And he says the reason why he's stealing them, he was going to give them as birthday presents to friends. (laughs) Used toys. Mm. Remember in the... um Remember before QR codes when there used to be those things on like posters or something and you'd hold a red like film over it and it would reveal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Brady yeah. shirt kind of looked like one of those. It does. Like I kind of want to see the what the magic eye. Yeah, it's like a magic eye. Yeah, yeah. He's got a shirt with a bunch of red dots on it. I kind of want to hold a red film over it and see what the answer is. And then is. you'd be able to see what the blue letters were underneath <laughs> right. it. Something's it hidden does in have that. A... I think there is. Something's hidden in that. Could be. Are those Buckeyes? The dots? The Buckeye leaves, maybe. Uh, it's distracting, and it's also it comforting for some reason. Like, I feel like you're going to give me... You're going to lift up that paper? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Always drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> commercial. There's this dude that uh, lived in the northern part of, uh, it looks like, New York, and he was along the Canadian border. He put in the address, put in the wrong address, which crossed him over the border. Problem is, he had $600,000 in cash and uh, $350,000 in uh, weed. Jeez, he's doing pretty good. So the Royal Canadian Mounties pulled him over. you got to pay a tax on that. Oh, the pictures of the, uh, the, the cash and the giant bag. So he had a million dollars of stuff in his car yeah. and accidentally went to Canada. Yeah, because he put in the wrong address <laughs> on his GPS. <laughs> you know when you're in Canada. <laughs> If you're toting a million dollars around, you're aware of international borders. Aren't you, there a couple right? along Washington that are not really? Sure, sure. But Manned? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, there's no fence in Washington yeah. with Canada. You could drift into Canada. I'm not yeah. saying that's not a thing. Yeah. If I got a million dollars worth of contraband I'm, in my I'll car. I'll bring it up. There's a, there's a border crossing. You go like no. three miles down a dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Welcome to Canada. But I'm trying to avoid the local police. What I'm really aware of is Interpol getting involved. Yeah. So I know where the line is. 
It's like Maryvale. So you're I can drift into it, but I ain't going to do it. I know when I'm in Maryvale. But you can't accidentally end up in Maryvale. You've made terrible decisions. I agree. Brent. Oh, it sickens Brent. Maryvale scares him. It's terrible. Starting Maryvale is the '70s bush of our town. Absolutely, 100. <laughs> percent There you just, go. It's, it's there you behind go. the times. It's Full something circle. I want to yep. avoid. Yeah, we never get a call from anybody from Maryvale defending it either. If I say something about Mesa or whatever, you don't know it's nice out here. It's like Maryvale's like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> we got nothing. We got nothing. We're a bush. <laughs> <laughs> We're an unwanted, big, smelly bush. Starting June 12th, McDonald's will be selling. Uh, the Grimace Shake. It's a purple shake. On top of that, you can get some Grimace merch. Grape Shake? At the McDonald's uh, online store. Yeah, it's a purple shake. It's basically uh, various you, huh, berries mixed in there to make it purple. It says <laughs> Daylene's not working, Toledo. I'm getting a lot of people. D-A-L-E-N-E, correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a lot of people saying it's not going in. D-A-L-E-N-E. Did you capitalize it? Nope. We're that might be why. If no. you, oh, no, ca- you shouldn't, capitalizing it shouldn't, shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter. All right. Daylene, D A L E N E. People are saying it's not working. We got a little. Uh, we got an hour. Toledo will figure it out. Keep going. In Australia, the su- at a supermarket, um, which is in Tamworth, a little fight breaks out. Started off, uh, two women started fighting. Then two men jumped in. Next thing you know, it's 10 people. And this one lady in the video hands her baby to a stranger and oh, said, hold my baby. I'm man. getting in the fight. Fantastic. That's Australia. That sounds like Maryville, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Australia loves a fight. They love a scrum. <laughs> There's the still shot. Hold but I watched baby. Her. She's handing the baby over to the guy. Um, the other one that's interesting. She's little. Check out the lady scrapping here. The one is bigger than the other one, but the other one basically got the dress off of the. Uh, oh yeah, one she lady. did the hockey sweater pull. Yeah, smooth. Yeah, they're both going for it. Nice job. What was it about? I have no idea. Free Vigilante. The lady started doing. Then I think either their husbands or boyfriends started oh. doing. He's talking about my wife's got a rabbit. You can't do that. Well, that's a Donnybrook White in the happen. Yeah, they uh, they like fighting. I saw two fights in Sydney when I was there, and one of them was just with a tourist. This guy was from uh, Germany or something. Said something wrong to somebody there, and it got a little loud. We're walking down George Street. Thing spills out. It was the, all the windows were open. So people sitting on the patio. It was a beautiful day. It was a winter in July. It was really weird, but it was like 60. And these two dudes come rolling out. One guy just takes a swing, and next thing you know, everybody breaks it up. They're back in the pub. No big deal. Australia loves a fight. Let's get to some radio videos. So hang tight. Apparently our texting system is down. Oh, boy. Since, no. Since 730. So we weren't even using it. Hang tight. We Well, we use it. I know. But, but the listeners use it. It broke. So, yeah. So we have to unplug it, plug it back in. Uh, if you show me where the plug is, I'll gladly right. do that. But I think it's somewhere else. 
Not in it's not town. like the old building where they pull the extension town. cord. That's right. uh, not in town. Key Custer says, if Maryvale is the bush, what does Tucson? Well, I think we all know what that is. Come on. It's south of the bush. Come on. Now. We all know what Tucson is. <laughs> and not the Pyrenees. It is unclear. No, no, no. Maricopa is the Pyrenees. <laughs> yes. Yeah. First, oh, and, this, and then an email. Toledo sucks at his job. It's your fault this is going wrong. Of course it is. Well that's, done. That's cool. I get it. Fat guy doing a wheelie. Yeah, got some more hot dogging on a motorcycle. The only problem is he does have a front tire. He does not have a front no, tire. No, he doesn't. I didn't even notice. Well, that's yeah. hard well, to not even imagine. He'll realize it eventually. Like a Wonder Woman front tire. No! Oh. And Ralphie May is down. <laughs> yeah, you got to ride that. Oh, that is... Why not? Somewhere along the lines, their idea was we can get this motorcycle from A to B if anybody can ride a wheelie for five miles. I just love how the, <laughs> how prolific the, the, the film is in these countries. Oh, yeah. No, they're... Like, they do it more than some of the... <laughs> yeah, the cameraman isn't jiggling or anything. Nope. Like, that is... They, look at that. I think they've got four guys on one bike. <laughs> it's excellent work. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, it's two bikes. Okay. <laughs> the shadows are just dudes piled on other bikes <laughs> while Ralphie May tries to ride a wheelie down Pakistan's busiest road. Broham, you went viral. Another Speaking pair of, of idiots oh, hot dogging. I love that. Oh, the guy's Superman. Superman, and the one guy's kicking. Oh, no! Flip-flops on the road! Now, back on the bike. He can't even straighten his... I like his buddy laughing, too. Wow. Vietnam is awful. He's laughing. His friends are dying. That is an ugly language, whatever horrible asshole that's in. The last one's a little uh, Wild America. Okay. You don't have to uh, intro it, but this is how uh, you greet a uh, wolf in the wild. This is making friends with Brady, the uh, lady. Horrible advice. Making friends this with animals. This is the lady narrating, and That's she's right. telling you. That's when wolves greet, they will want to lick inside your mouth. Ah, this is perfectly what? normal for them, and this is what they do to one another on a daily oh, basis. The leading female marrot was very insistent on licking yeah, inside of my mouth wolf. for affirmation, so I allowed her to, all the while acknowledging the strict pack order. Oh. That wolf when is buried in that lady's mouth. Bestiality. When greeting a bear, often they enjoy oral sex. <laughs> you're obligated oh. if you're in the forest. Yeah. Driving their bear jennies deep into your throat as a sign of acceptance. Um, I just have one that a listener sent in. This okay. is uh, uh, the 1950s Kitchen of the Future. And oh. Pay attention all the way to the end and okay. see if it reminds you of somebody else's decor. All right. It's the kitchen. The new Pelican ashtray is convenient for parking <laughs> cigarettes, while the keeper of the modern cook shop is busy with other new kitchen gadgets. Oh, wow. Perky. The woman who uses the latest egg separator gets a clean break. The yolk and white are quickly divorced. Sticky fingers are eliminated, and the housewife doesn't have to be a juggler. Yeah. <laughs> there is also the new gearless egg beater. Its hand pressure operation is facilitated by revolving there balls, which yeah. maintain speed and balance, making it a whirlwind whipper-upper. The new electric donut factory simplifies the deep fry game. What? One unit puts the batter out, while a tank, which plugs into any socket, has the thermostat for maintaining even temperature. The mechanical producer of crisp brown ringlets should be popular in the family circle. Oh, it should have been in Brady's house now. The new mommy holder with paper towels with a touch of southern hospitality. (laughs) 
It's a black mammy paper towel holder that's a necessity in your fifties kitchen. Brady has had that (laughs) as late as the Obama administration. (laughs) Southern comfort. That brings a touch of Southern comfort in. You know, the South, where the slaves were. Just a quick reminder to you and your kitchen that you used to have help. A slave lady holding your paper towels. Brady is online now trying to buy that for his home. Outstanding. (laughs) Show up to the Antiques Roadshow with that. I got this. Well, that's just offensive. That's worth zero. (laughs) What? Come on. But it's a cookie jar. It's southern hospitality at its best. Black slave lady holding her towels? (laughs) Yeah. Like being in the South when it was make America great again. What are we doing here? All right, Brett, knock it stiff. Uh, this is this is uh, this is one we haven't seen in a while. Uh-oh. I missed this a couple weeks ago. Uh oh. We go to Boss KUPD for this uh, oh. gym. Uh, the giant uh, grasshopper. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your wild America. Why are you whispering? It's Take a, a look at this giant grasshopper feeding on the fruits from the palms. It's mandibles crushing the berries. What accent is that? The English retarded? David Attenborough. Oh, it is? When did David Attenborough get a brain injury? <laughs> because he stopped eating. Keep eating, my friend. You put him to sleep. Even the grasshoppers Or bored. are you full? There you go. Conversations with Come on. grasshoppers. Come on. You know what David Attenborough eat? never does? Well, Come on. Eat, my friend. Edit. Edit. <laughs> He's sensing people are around. Oh, well, enjoy. <laughs> you know what else David Attenborough never says? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> this is the white snow link. Boss, can you pity for that magic? Yeah. Oh, or the call well. map, one or the other. Yeah. Here's an elephant stampeding. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, now oh, this. well, say the villagers being stomped to death. Oh, well. Oh, well, there's that segment. Here comes an elephant. Come on. That's terrible. Now, here's some um, amazing driving right here. All right. What do we got? Oh, my God. What? No. The million-foot cliff and two... With a load of logs? Like this is Mexico or India? Or no, it's logs. somewhere. And they are... How is that road holding up? Oh, my... It's going over. Here we go. It's, it's a... I think that's... Yeah, that's... It's a convoy. Nope. Uh, nothing about it. Too. Oh, yeah. oh. Almost that's went a video over. Game. Yeah, that's not real. That can't be real. That's yeah. not real. That's a There's video no game. There's no way that can be real. Brett, you fell for one. <laughs> oh. I don't oh. even start talking to you. I, I just so watched your boss can you right now. thing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was half asleep. Look, I was going to say he's groggy. Give him a break. The things he's been watching are tough. There's uh, oh, shit. hot dogs. No, Sorry about that. That's right. Start it again. <laughs> Motorcyclers uh, speeding down the road somewhere. One guy ahead of the next by a few feet. Second place catching first place. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Gator crossing. Oh, what no. is it? Somebody went down. Oh. oh, the guy in front of him is down. There's her, her boot. boot. There's her foot. In the boot. In the boot. Oh. Okay. I didn't see her crash. Did we get no, to see? No, we didn't get to see the crash. Oh, no, man. No. Just a foot in a yeah. boot. Uh, These are tame so far, but yeah. still awful. We got this one walking across the street and some... 
nasty country. <laughs> Too many mopeds to be a good place. Whoa, oh, what happened? By a rope. Oh, some rope. So there's just... a rope hanging off that cart. So there's what? a cart goes by that... on a moped, and it wraps oh, around somebody's leg like Batman. It's Asian it is fishing. like Batman. That's yeah. the only time I've seen a grapple hook work. <laughs> it's for fishing, the, fishing for Taiwanese. Oh, they're going to eat tonight. And there's a nice oh, little car accident. Another dump. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That car's, oh, oh, dude on the side of the road man. just standing there watching. He's gone. Yep. Jesus, it's just getting to the point now where it's just wow. bludgeoning humans. These people just is getting. moving yet? Oh, no. We've nah, got follow-up. Dude's in the road. There's a. Is the guy in the car Did he pop okay? pop out of it? Is that Tesla? Nobody's even tending to the guy on the ground. They're he's, like, yeah, he's done. They're not even looking at anyone. Well, they're trying, they tried to get in the car, but it doesn't look. You know, maybe they're all Lululemon employees, and they were told not to touch anything. Wow. And then we'll end with this one here. Oh, boy. Sound? I think so. All right. Here we go. I'll gladly describe what Brett is going to put uh, us through. It's going to be another have... sounding video. Or, okay. Here we go. No, it's not. It's not that. We're not putting scissors through anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, did we see this one? Yeah, fly, yeah. Oh, dude, two yeah. or three people flying. A car, Drops off the ceiling. A car Watch. flies out of the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then that the one guy went one. through the... Yeah, well, we have to describe what happened, you idiots. The car was. The car is. I'll do it. <laughs> you don't do it, Teen America. Uh, the, yeah, the car starts flipping and people fly out of it. And the guy, why does the guy fall off the roof? Is he up there? Is yeah, he was out of the car. Watch when he lands. Watch me. I see the one the car. get shot. See, watch. Out. He goes way up high. Not that one. That, that one. one. Oh, okay. So I saw the first guy. I didn't see the other guy land on the roof of the building across the street. All right. Well then. Yeah, don't, we don't want to hear you do that. All right, all right we're done. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of set up poorly with that first video that made everybody angry <laughs> of the mentally challenged Englishman watching a grasshopper <laughs> eat a corn on the cob. It's a calm map. What do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> right. And you don't want to go from the calm app to the <laughs> actual stuff that you have. Is Darlene working yet? Nope, not yet. Darlene's still not working. No. We can't even pay tribute to the greatest lady of all time. We can at some point. All right. Someday. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, somebody's uh, posting their words here. Here's their screenshots. Of Daylene's? Yeah. What's it say? It's all this. All this Daylene, Daylene, cuck, liberal cuckold, <laughs> Daylene, Daylene. <laughs> they blame you in the middle. Is that Eric Marino? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a phone number. <laughs> Daylene. <laughs> It's not working yet, but it will soon. Nine seven nine three six. So you can keep trying until it gives you the green light, uh, and we'll we'll keep it alive for a while. The machine's broken. What are you going to do? Got to call in somebody. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there goes your Brady report. It's ninety eight KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. We can keep Jackson around. He seems reasonable. The rest of them have to go. There's a kid in the room. There's a kid in the room. Everybody, it's weird. He's like, bro, can I do a shout out? <laughs> Jackson wants to do a shout out. He just told us that his mom, Kelly, who works downstairs, she's trying to brag about how much sports knowledge she has, and he goes, "How old are you?" He's 12. He throws this bag as mom. You only like the Chiefs because of Travis Kelsey. And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, she didn't know anything about sports. And then, and then I think he goes, dumb broad. I'm like, Jesus, who's raising He's been kid? hanging out with me. Yeah, <laughs> you Brett's, respect your mom. Brett, I want a DNA test this immediately. I think that's Brett's kid. 
This broad talking sports. Uh, the men are talking, lady. <laughs> Off you go to your sales position. <laughs> anyway, nice to meet you, Jeff. It's lovely. Kelly, sorry. Have about a your... great summer, Jack. Yeah, yeah, have a good one. <laughs> Her mom brought me some stuff that got all these sticky things off from my surgery. I got sticky stuff all over. Me. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, it's 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 there's small lay in the air. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, first off, on. I have to let's say this. I got on. two things here. First one is remember the tweet we talked about yesterday with uh, it was going around uh, that said, uh, "Hey, Pride Parade, why don't you thank heterosexuals for your existence?" Right. Yeah. Well, evidently that was tweeted out by Justin Bieber's dad. So now Bieber's in trouble somehow for it. His dad, Jeremy, is letting everybody know how he feels about Pride Month. Uh, He's got children with three different women because he's a man. (laughs) And he took to, he said, don't forget to thank a straight person this month for your existence. Uh, It's on the heels of posting Monday. We need to celebrate families. You know, the reason we're all here. Uh, The things this generation glorifies is unbelievable. So he's, you know, he's got an opinion. Yeah. Uh, and one wrote, don't forget to thank Justin Bieber this month uh, for getting your bills paid. Straight man. Left your woman at the time raising your child home alone. You definitely are the best person uh, to, for some to talk about family, respect, and love. And there's an argument to be made there, too. But So the guy, he's not allowed to have this opinion at all. Uh, again, it isn't comfortable... But gays have the straights to thank for existence. I mean, it's an awful thing to say. It's It's science. It's throwing something in your face that you don't really need thrown in your face. But it's true. I mean, if it weren't for straights, there'd be no gays. Fact. Fact. It's an ugly truth. Do we need to start, you know, rubbing people's nose in it? No. Is it hilarious to us people who stopped caring about society? Oh, absolutely. Hilarious. Hilarious. I just like to sit back and watch the fireworks. Especially when it's the Beeb's dad. So then the Beeb's dad, uh, his, his page was just inundated with gay guys kissing pictures. So he shut her down for a minute. Because you can't see that. He's you know They get him. That's how they get it. That's how I they get think, it. you know, like Beeb's dad and James Woods, I think they threw those things out there thinking they know the reaction it's going to get. Well, they think it's... Hilarious fact of the matter is another hateful fact, or not hateful, but inconvenient fact. The inconvenient truth is Al Gore saying, "Puss is puss." Inconvenient truths are inconvenient. Um, The majority of people are probably like, "Yeah, that makes sense," but we all kind of know it's tactless at best. It's a little bit. uh, It stirs the it stirs the pot, like you say, and makes trouble where it doesn't need to. But it's true. We don't have to like it. Gay people can be angry about it. But a straight guy saying, why don't you thank a straight couple for the fact you people are even here? It's hilarious because it's indisputable truth. If it weren't for straights, there'd be no gays. Just simplify and say you're welcome. Yeah, you're right. Just say, you know what? You're right. You guys did a great job. You created a lot of gays. And uh, we appreciate <laughs> it. But it is. Only straights can make gays, which is an ironic thing. It's a weird it's true. Gays can't make more gays, right? Not naturally. They have to force an, an adopted gay to be gay <laughs> if they want to perpetuate the species. They want to keep it alive. <laughs> Unless someone, you know, it science did. comes up and Uh-oh. discovers a, a gene. There'd be a gene or, or a something. pill for it. Yeah. yeah. If you can reverse heterosexuality with a shot. <laughs> I wonder how long, like Botox, will last like 90 days. 
And your dick just gets wrinkled up for guys now? <laughs> I got another four days. This is great. The gay shot's incredible. Anyway, what are you going to do? But that I found hysterical because we read it yesterday thinking, ah, this is absurd. That was local. It's absurd, but it's hilarious because there's no disputing. You don't want to tell gay people to thank the straights for their existence. But in a way, if you're grumpy with a gay, just say, hey, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here. It's true. Now, Beeps won't have to pay his dad much. That thing went viral. Now he's got all these followers. Yeah. And yeah, Jeremy Bieber is a household name. And he's got the support of a lot more people than you'd think. Because there are a lot of people tired of having this whole thing rubbed in their face. So it's a it's a little bit of a punch back to all of this. You have to do this. You have to do that to be accepted. Or you're a bigot. Well, he's turned out to be kind of. And he should not talk about family. He did abandon Beeb's mom. I watched the documentary about the Beebs when he was younger. Yeah. Eh, kid was a prodigy. He could play every instrument there was to play. He worked really hard. I didn't like the Bieber. But the older he got, the more... Mom did his hair. Actually, yeah. you know. Mom I mean, was a big fan. And, like, yeah. he he kind of did all that on his own through the Internet. So you got to respect a little bit of the Beebs. He turned into a bit of a prick for a while and then kind of found his way. Kind of mellowed out. He did mellow yeah. out. And he kind of almost apologized for that. Yeah. yeah, I was a prick for a little bit. And then he pulled away from the whole thing, got Haley Bieber on board, which, excellent kill. And they seem fun. Here's the Smolay in the air. I smell some Smolay in the air. We all know Elliot Page, right? Uh, formerly Ellen Page from the movie Juno. Yes. And uh, what was that uh, Fallen Asleep movie, the Christopher Nolan one? Uh, Inception. Yeah, Inception and all those. Elliot Page I got I forgot Elliot yeah. was in there. Yeah, well, it was uh, Ellen, but still. So now it's Elliot. Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. And she wrote a book, which is great, called Page Boy. No relation to our Dick Toledo, whose last name is really Page. But I'm now going I to call, and now I'm going to call him Page Boy because that is adorable. So got a, a name, you know, a book called Page Boy. Been through quite an experience publicly of switching from girl to boy, and uh, trying to sell the book. Of course, uh, talks about a horrible experience of transphobic fear that somebody saw uh, Elliot and shouted out horrible threats. And here are the horrible threats. I'm going to effing gay bash you. Ooh. First off. Damn. That strong. is a load of bull. No, that's like me saying, hey, buddy, watch out because here comes some racial slurs. And then I don't do anything. <laughs> racial slur. It's like LARPing. Racial slur. Racial slur. Parkinson's. Parkinson's. <laughs> you don't ever say, hey, here comes some gay bashing. Nobody ever gay bashes by announcing. Yeah, $3 bill. <laughs> the upcoming gay bashing. <laughs> right. So it's uh then he then he screamed, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna gay bash you, you homo F word and then screamed out afterwards, This is why I need a gun <laughs> And I'm like, All right, Jesus This is the easiest uh attack that anyone's ever been a part of. This is the worst bigot I've ever heard in my life. Now Brett, you could teach this guy a thing or two about how to gay bash. Nobody gay bashes by announcing gay bashing. So no. first off, Elliot, your story is bullshit. And you're trying to get attention for transphobic threats. You're a target of transphobic threats. Maybe some people have said some uncomfortable stuff to you. Probably called you the homo F word. Uh, some bad people have said some bad things. But don't... And this is uh, out of the book? No, this is promoting the book. Okay. Uh, left me shaken. He noted that he was fortunate enough to be able to afford resources like security that could shield him from these wackos. 
uh, that other trans people might not have the luxury to have. And then in an expert for, excerpt from the book, it says an A-lister once told him pre-transition that he wasn't gay. Uh, being gay doesn't exist. Now, that's possible. There's that moment where somebody could say something stupid like that. But if you're getting gay bashed, nobody calls it gay bashing. That's not a thing. You don't gay bash. You don't gay bash by saying, hey, I don't ever w- walk over to Michael and Troy next door and go, gay bash, gay bash. <laughs> and then walk away and feel like I've done anything. Like, you'd have to have a discussion with them for the, maybe maybe it started that way. They're talking you're like that's it. You know what? I'm gonna gay bash you. <laughs> yeah, you're coming out. I got a good mind to gay bash you right now. It's like when your dad says, "Don't let me get that belt out." If you if you're gonna get gay bashed, it usually starts with the homo f word and then gets really threatening. Nobody screams out, "Gay bash is coming your way!" In five, four, three. So you're smolaying your way to sell a book. I'm calling exactly. bull all day long. The timing of the book coming right. out. The only reason it, to sell books. And they've been doing this for years. Yeah. Years and years, people have been making up little stories and stuff. But when it turns out that it creates this divide between regular folk and uh, transsexuals, which is the goal, is to divide us all, I don't like it. So I'm calling BS on Elliot Page's story. Because if that's what, if that's, you know, it's, it's almost like a white guy's being racist and then actually saying n-word instead of the big word but it's not there's no threat anymore you ready i'm gonna call you yeah if you're ready for a racial slur here comes one (laughs) n-word like what n-word no 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 (laughs) let me be more specific here as i racially bash you n dash word take that and the guy would walk away laughing like okay this guy's an idiot you're not that transphobic if you just say, I'm going to gay bash you. Future threat. Doesn't make any sense. I'm going to mash you in the head, you homo is gay bashing. Yeah. That's a threat. That's general. I'm going to gay bash you. Come on. Didn't happen. Didn't occur. The same as Smollett's story didn't hold water. Elliot Page trying to sell books needs to come up at least with a PR move of a story that intrigues me. Something that's interesting, that's believable. An Italian guy walking down the street and said, Move, you f- homo. F-. Ah, no, wow, there's a lot of that going on. I believe that. He was in a wife beater and he called me a Peter Puffer and he took a swing at me. I believe that. Immediately, I believe. It's a stereotype. What are you doing? I'm going to gay bash you? No. <laughs> Elliot Page, you're lying. Tell the truth. Tell a real story. I'm going to gay bash you. Why, Brady? In just a few short seconds, you're about to be fat shamed. Fat shame! Fat shame! All right, I've done my job here. I'm a sorcerer. Bigot. You're the reason I need a gun. That also doesn't make any sense at all. So basically, the guy threatening you said the reason he needs a gun is because of Elliot Page, who's 5'3", 112-pound soaking wet man. If you need a gun to keep Elliot Page off of you, you're in a wheelchair. That's an easy fight. That's as easy as fighting that little tiny uh, woman in the curious case of Darlene Grace. It's bad. It's just silly. We're getting so silly with everything, and everything is so, I don't know, out of control that you can't question it anymore. I'm not afraid to question it. Josh said, uh, he said, isn't a gay bash uh, the unofficial name of Michael and Troy's birthday parties? Yeah, we call him the big gay bash. I think that's a great idea. We're having a gay bash for Michael's 52nd birthday. I'm going to throw you a party. A gay bash. I'm going to bash you. 
gay bash. Maybe he would. Yeah, Elliot, let's go that direction. Hey, let's have a gay bash. I've never heard, and I know a lot of bigots. No, I don't know why I looked at you. I know I'm a like, lot. What are you doing over here? Come on. I know a lot of people who say bigoted things and say it in hilariously awful way. I know I've known a lot. I've been around a lot. I'll be around a lot. None of them use gay bash as an insult. It's not a thing. It doesn't work. This story is a lie. And I'm kind of ashamed of TMZ, even though they thrive on this stuff, for giving this any credence with the headline, uh, Elliot Page, target of transphobic threat. And that's the, that's the threat. Consider yourself lucky. I've been heterosexual threatened worse than that. It's t- Come on. I'm going to kick you in your new nuts. Now that is... It's a threat. I'm going to gay bash you. Guy get arrested for the gun threat? <laughs> no, yeah. no, none of it was ever. And you know what's ironic is none of this ever came out until the book was for sale. Like we never really heard about it. But Elliot's really, you know. Decided not to let the guy go on his yeah. way. Some man yelled at him while he was walking to a convenience store. Elliot says the man screamed. Hey, you. <laughs> I'm going to effing gay bash you. And called him the homo F-word. And then followed it up with, this is why I need a gun. And Elliot went inside and asked for help. Because the guy outside had threatened a, a, an upcoming gay bash. You keep stepping my way, there's going to be a gay bash. <laughs> All right. Not a thing. Let real threats be real threats. So this minor stuff stops being real. And also, I hate to say this to Elliot Page, be a man. You've, you've decided to be a man, now be a man. If somebody starts threatening you, don't run, tell. Sit and go, hey, asshole. Uh, welcome to 2023. People don't do this anymore. You got a problem, let's go. Because you've got security. You've got backup. You can mouth off now. You're a man. Men, men like- bash each other. <laughs> right. Get used to it. You're acting like a <laughs> chick, Elliot. Yeah. That was a shocker. There's still some of those... Uh, Hormones floating around in there that make you scared when a dude goes, hey, I'm going to gay bash. Yeah, Jesus, I mean. If you want to do this, you got to get some thick skin. <laughs> yeah, you better get a, a dermal transplant of another layer of skin because you're going to hear about it from us guys. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is probably the thickest skin of all of them. It takes sh- like jokes about hitting from the ladies' tees and golf and goose around about her dick and stuff and like makes jokes if you're gonna do this just know it comes with the territory like i can laugh at it but this is who i am yeah i don't care yeah it there's smole in the air on this one and anybody that tries to make this some sort of sob story you got me standing the other side man up i've walked out of the qt and had a stranger hey you bald piece of he start barking at me. I'm like, oh, lunatics losing his mind. Time for me to be a man. I didn't run inside and go, oh, I'm being bold bashed. I'm a man. I got a penis and a set of testicles. I'm a man. <laughs> now, I don't want to fight anybody crazy in a parking lot. Hey, de- de-escalate the situation. Also, I'm not going to call the press. Now, that one dude that was threatening us here, you know, Tranny yeah. Rob. Started to say he was going to meet me and kick my ass and all those are threats. That's real stuff. There you got something. Tune changed a little bit. On yeah, that. I can handle a back and forth, but if you start telling me what you're going to do to me, I'm going to put my dukes up. We're, looks like we got a thing going. An awful lot of smole in the air. I'm smelling some smole. 
Be a man, Elliot. That's all I say. Brady's right. Men bash each other. Man bash. Think of this room, for God's sakes. That's all it is. It's just a bash party. And then we walk out of here laughing. Friends for life. Sorry, we can't have cameras on between uh, between breaks. If we had cameras on in here, when you guys couldn't hear us, you would sue for Brady. (laughs) I got to put a lawsuit in for that guy. He's not fighting back. And when Brady tries to fight back, it's even funnier. And then when he lands one, it's best because those are the ones that sting the most. Brady dropping a bomb on you is awesome. Everybody needs to watch the Clint Eastwood movie, Gran Torino. Because when he's trying to teach that Hmong kid how men talk to each other, it's the most realistic scene in movie history, and it's it's not allowed anymore. What's up, you slimy dago? How's it going? <laughs> Mick, you dirty Mick, and come in here talking to me like that. It was just great. It's just hilarious, wide-open conversation. Be a man. And I'm going to gay bash you is absolutely nothing. You might as well have said I'm going to give you a hostess apple pie because it's as threatening as that. So I don't buy it. Elliot Page, you want to be a man? Man up. That's what I said. Oh, there'll be people angry at that phrase. You want to be a man, you got to act like a man. And I don't know what that means in these days. I don't know what that means anymore. I've had, I've literally in the last two weeks... I had a guy screaming at me at the gas station there on McDowell and 52nd Street. I don't know what he was saying. He was coming at me hard. He did not like the look of my head. I think he called me a cracker a couple of times, and he was white. Can you do that? Uh, I suppose so. It's our seat. Sure. We're, we're allowed to have it. But he called, yeah, he called me names. He was screaming at me. He's from the thing. He just didn't like the look of me. He was making fun of my Jeep. He was, I, he, you know, there were homosexual slurs. There Probably were, your walk bothered him. Yeah. <laughs> My sachet. My swoosh. <laughs> sachet. But sachet. as a gay man, I'm like, how does he know I'm a gay man? He doesn't. He's just being an asshole. And as a man, I have to tolerate that assholes walk the earth with me. But it's, it's the, you're not walking in a constant threat, Elliot Page. Be a man. That's my small A call out of the day. And I don't think anybody's going to follow up on this one because there's no, like... Smole arrests or anything. But if they start going after people, like, who did it? Like, who is the guy who did it? And it was, you know, if the security guards have to back it up, the story's going to get sloppy. If anybody does any digging into this, the story's going to become big lies. Yeah, it was me. I yeah, wanted to get yeah. back. Yeah, see, I was, I was the one. Over here, the black and white guy. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm the gay basher here. What did you say to her? Why, I told her I was going to give her a good old-fashioned gay bash. Well, what did you say, though? Well, I said exactly that. I mean, talk about a threat. You should be running right now, buddy. Oh, you got a gay bashing coming your way. Somebody's asking for a slap across the face. Oh, you're not very tough. Anyway, not a thing. Got in trouble because I hit her in the puss. <laughs> Punched her square in the him. puss. Oh, you're right. <laughs> hit him in the puss. Well, you're asking for another one right square in your remanufactured puss. <laughs> <laughs> That's my times language for face. He said he was going to kick me in the puss. <laughs> I don't even have a puss anymore. Wow, here comes a gay bash, buddy. I'm going to be doing the Charleston on your new dick. Gay bash, stop it. Anyway, that's my two cents on Elliot Page. And I don't think it's going to go too far. I just like to point out when people are absolutely 100% full of sh- and I think that uh, this is the case. 
The book seems interesting. She's got a good story. She doesn't need this garbage. He, sorry, he doesn't need this garbage to sell a book. You don't need that part of it. Tell us your, tell us, help us understand what you're going through to come to the conclusion that you got to make that switch. Help people Maybe like it's in me. The book. But sell that to me yeah. then. Don't sell it to me with transphobic fe- It's pushing people like me away. It's victimizing you. It's making you a sad case. It's making me not interested in your story. If you told me the story, hey, this is the this is the process I went through, and it wasn't easy. And in the book, you can include, look, I knew I was going to get called this. I knew, Help me understand better rather than make yourself a victim and make everybody who might kind of not understand it a bad person. It doesn't sell. It doesn't sell that book to anybody you want to read it. It sells it to the to the church you're already talking to. You know, it's giving the Bible out at church. Nobody in there is going to change their mind until you start trying to appeal to people like me, who I'm totally willing to accept everything, but I fully admit I don't understand it. And I'm in the same boat as almost everybody. But until we stop yelling about how we hate each other and start going, okay, I'm willing to try to understand you, but I completely admit that I do not, the the LGBTQ society has to be understanding of that. Because otherwise it's just bullying. Yeah, I think the the big factor is uh, because people don't understand doesn't mean they hate. Right. That's what we've lost. We've lost touch with that. I completely agree. The nuance of saying, hey, I don't get what you're going through at all. I'm willing to try, but I understand that in the end, I still might not understand it. I grasp that this doesn't register with me. This is algebra, man. I don't see it. And the second you look at me and go, ugh, if you don't understand, you're part of the problem. You're just a bully. You're not trying to make things better. You're trying to divide by making it all about victimization. And then you know what's going to happen? A good old-fashioned gay bash. You'll see. Here's one coming now. Hoot, hoot, right on time, trolley two. Gay bash coming for you. And there it goes. You've been gay bash. Change that song. I took him to a gay bash. A gay bash. <laughs> anyway, I don't believe you, Elliot Page. Be a man. A man stands up and yells something at you. It's just words, sticks and stones. Watch this. Brett, you're a greasy Italian pig. All right. <laughs> that's a man's reaction. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, huh? You know, like, yo. That's Talk about it after the show. <laughs> You'll see. There's going to be a Swedish meatball laying around with a <laughs> sling on his arm. Yeah, it's silly. That or I'll so. smack you right in the puss. Whoa, geez, I don't want to get hit in the puss. That's gay passion. I like to, we need to bring that back. Puss needs to be face again. That's just <laughs> to confuse the LGBTQ people. So I, 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 I smacked one right in the puss. You hit her in the puss? Oh, I smashed her right in the puss. Put my mouth on a puss. <laughs> then I put my tongue in a puss. You couldn't believe what I was up to that day. What's going on here? It's 1920s, guys. Confusing. <laughs> That's what Trump meant yeah. back in the day. Grab him by the puss, which is just hand to the face, palm it. <laughs> you grab him by the puss, you let him know who's boss. And they're talking to a guy named Billy Bush. All right. It's all bad. None of it's good. Uh, it's 9.01. There you go. That's my two cents on the Elliott Page thing. Be a man. If you're going to make the switch to be a man, be a man. Uh, still looking for Darlene. I don't know if it's working or not. D-A-L-E-N-E. I'll try it. Try it now. D-A-L-E-N-E. Text 97936. That, my friends, will uh, possibly get you into the drawing for the Man Cave Upgrade, which is coming up here uh, a week from Friday. Uh, get yourself a new pool table, all the fun stuff. The gaming room you're going to get from Prestige Billiards is unmatched and... 
You get a bunch of stuff from Modelo, too. A fridge, some money to fill the fridge, table and chairs to go with the pool table in the room. Ah, it's going to be great. Uh, somebody's going to win it, and it might as well be you. Today's word is Daylene, D-A-L-E-N-E. Daylene. She's a pioneer in women's history. We've explained this already this morning. I don't want to do it again. Uh, first shave centerfold in Playboy. I have to explain it. She's Amelia Earhart of Clean Vagina. Uh, so there she is, Daylene. And that's the one. If it's working, good luck. If it's not, I'm sorry. It's Toledo's fault. It's 98 KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. 98 KUPD. It is, uh, oh, man. These are those moments I dread. I don't like delivering this news, so we bring somebody else in to deliver. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Tonight Show and the only man that can break bad news still make you feel okay. Come on in. It's Jimmy Fallon, everybody. Jimmy, we hear you. Come on. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. So good to see you guys. How you doing? What's going on? Oh, my God. How are you? So good to be here. Cheers, 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 oh my god, we're drinking? I love drinking, I love it, I'm an alcoholic, I love three things, I love cigars, scotch, and endorsing products, I, I'm an alcoholic, how are you guys doing, are you alright? Oh my god, I have to let you know, it's not such a great day, what? How, you, uh, how are you, jabroni? <laughs> oh my god, hakatui, hakatui, oh no, yeah, I have to break the news to everybody out there that the Iron Sheik is dead. The Iron oh, Sheik is dead. It was part of the Live PGA agreement, and we had to get rid of the Iron sacrifice. Sheik. So it's, yeah, we had to sacrifice the Iron Sheik, and now the PGA can go on and be part of Live. He is dead at 81, of uh, being 81, I guess. I don't know. He's a very old man. Okay, I don't know. Maybe he drank himself to death. It's a dream of mine. I don't know why it can't come true for everybody. He's no longer with us. Oh my God! It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. What are you going to do today? But tonight, we're going to do the show in honor of uh, the Iron Sheik. We're going to have... What show? No, uh, the Tonight Show oh, first. Well, well, well then we're going to do... Himself. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah, that's my jam on first. Then we're going to do Password. Jimmy Fallon's Password. And tonight, Blake Shelton will be dressed as the Ultimate Warrior in honor of the Iron Sheik. Uh, because we can't do that. We're going to have camel races. It's going to be amazing. I'm out there. Hot Dewey. The spinning contest with Gwen Stefani and uh, Ariana Grande. Day. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And then tonight on The Tonight Show, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's going to be on. And Chris Rock is going to be on because we double booked accidentally. It was a goof. But we're going to get it done anyway. We're magic carpet rides all night long. We're going to do all my interviews on a magic rug. Huck Tui, Jabroni. A good one. Okay. He's dead. Let's he, go drink. Yeah, we're going to get a drink in on this. So just tip one back for the Iron Sheik. Tip ten back. For the Iron Street. We have a towel folding contest tonight. It's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be amazing on the Tonight Show. Hot Dewey, you jabronis. The Iron Sheik is gone. Anyway, join me tonight. That's my jam. Open Sesame. The password. Open Sesame. Give them the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. A little joke about the Middle East. Okay, that's great stuff. All right. I'll see you sand people later, okay? All right, bye. Jimmy Fallon breaking the news. Man. The Iron Sheik. Gone at 81. I didn't realize he was that old. Honestly, would have thought he's a little older. Really? What was the last tweet? Yeah, I don't know. His tweets were legendary. He's the reason Twitter was interesting to me. That is all. Like, I've never wanted a Twitter page until the Iron Sheik got going when he would just make fun of everything. And I'm not sure people knew if he was mentally ill or if he was serious or playing the character that he played in the 80s still and nobody told him to stop it. 
I think there was a lot of all of it. But uh, his wife, he's been married to his wife for 47 years. They got three kids. Uh, and his, la- his last tweet. Here it is. It was the wildfires. F the wildfires was his last tweet just hours before he died. Uh, but, you know, you're 81. You're you're walking that tightrope. You could drop any moment. So a legend. You talk about member berries. We had those this morning. A legend in uh, the greatness that was WWF uh, when he and uh, Volkov and uh, the Russian front and they had him. The and true I, villains. Oh, my God. They brought in villains and it was based in race and where you were from and, and nationalities and oh my god was the WWE Junkyard dog. totally different animal junkyard dog didn't really nobody hated him because of race no and nationality. but i'm saying the, <laughs> don't the bring him up when i say the word hate and race don't bring in junkyard dog because nobody hated junkyard dog please brady unless we're any dude maybe we're learning something but no i mean the bad guys were structured to be bad because of where they're from or who they were what they represented i mean sheik was a fan of iran Big one. Uh, is Alexander Volkov still alive? I don't know. I have a picture of him throwing the finger, which is one of the best autographs I've ever had. My friend Colin got me that. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. But that was a time when the WWF was, I mean, we were a nationalistic society. We were very patriotic for all, you know, Republican and Democrat, loved waving the flag back when things, you know, when the flag was fun. We used to both like it. For some reason, that's changed. But waving the flag got to be a little bit more uh, Zionistic than patriotic. So we kind of abandoned that. But back in the day, it was fun. You go to those WWF events and Sheik and Volkov would come out together and American music and people would start flipping their flags in the air because we bashed the hell out of those guys. Nikolai Volkov died in 2018. He did die. We recognized uh, our enemy and we pointed them out with stereotypes and it all made sense to us. The world made sense. Was it a better time? We already pointed that out this morning with pictures of 1980s naked ladies. No, it was not a better time. The bush that the Iron Sheik had to fight through, imagine. He got married 47 years ago just because he found one he could tolerate. And then hopefully she grew with the times. And But we saw pictures of what it looked like in 1980s. It wasn't a better time, but wrestling was better. That's for sure. More interesting because, man, oh, man, it was 12 o'clock on a Saturday or Friday night when they'd run... Wrestling, and I'd stay up for that every time. Loved it. And mainly because the Sheik and the villains were cool. They're gigantic. They were cool. The villains were the cool ones. It was Darth Vader. Everybody else. I loved Roddy Roddy. And when they'd turn, and suddenly Hulk Hogan is shaking hands with the Iron Sheik, and like, no! Like, he's every. Like, you just. Oh, it was great. The storylines were incredible. Iron Sheik was a pretty special, hilarious individual. But I wonder what he'd have to say about. He had a lot to say about the Jussie Smollett thing too. Remember, he was going. Oh, he heat, but it was awesome. Like he like politics and the, and uh, things in the news. He would go crazy, and you know f- the wildfires. Who doesn't agree with that? Who doesn't agree with the phrase f- the wildfires? That should be uh, on his tombstone. <laughs> I bet you something like that will be on. Oh, I hope so. Does he have a tombstone? I'm not sure how he believed for real. Does he have to be wrapped up in a cloth and tossed in the ocean? I'm not sure how it works. But if he's got a tombstone, the wildfires, jabroni. <laughs> or just a good jabroni written on there. I don't know. But uh, Iron Sheik, gone at 81. All of our heroes are dying. We need new ones. And it ain't Logan Paul.
We need something fun to happen. Uh, it's nine twenty four. We got Rock Wars coming up in just a little bit. Did Brady win last week? No, I won. Okay, good. Brett won last week. Brett's got I mean, the topic. Okay, good. We'll get to well, good. It makes here's what I mean by that. <laughs> it makes the game a lot better when you lose <laughs> a lot. So the next week, somebody else has something. Uh, Brett will tell us what his topic is next. It's ninety eight KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. And Rock Wars on a Wednesday, a necessity. Brett is last week's champion, so you have the topic for today. Tell us, sir, what we shall do. I think we're going to change it up a little bit, and we're going to go back to you know when we were doing the radio videos a little bit earlier, (laughs) and we landed on. Boss KUPD. <laughs> Brady's sub yes. page, yes. So I think we need a theme song for Brady's uh, call map page. Oh, a theme, a theme song, song for the Instagram. Boss KUPD. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, I like this. By the way, you've ruined the word boss for me because you thinking that it meant you were fat. And I'm like, no, everybody gets called boss. But now in my head, I was in Vegas and a guy came up to me and I hit a jackpot, not a big one, but a hand pay. So guy goes, hey, you want that in cash or a ticket, boss? And I'm I'm like, hey, I've been working out. Yeah. I got the first thing. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm not fat. I'm like, wait a minute. That's Brady's thoughts. Why am I doing that? And I immediately got upset with the guy thinking he called me fat. I'm like, no, 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 no. We talked him out of that. It doesn't mean that. All right. A theme Whatever, song for, 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 I know, I put on a couple since I, look, a lot of hydration from the surgery. 21 <laughs> pounds from Friday to Sunday because of all the IV. Juice. It's crazy. They put in so much water. Ugh. I've pissed most of it out, but you just blow up like a balloon. I went in at 206, and it wasn't 21 full. 221, I climb on the scale on Saturday morning. I'm like, hey, what did you guys put inside me? I haven't eaten. I haven't moved. You cut bone out. What's in there? But now I'm back down. You're like more. marinated. I'm back down to 208, which is, you know, I can't move. But I'm working on it. Uh, anyway, that's an aside, Brady. Please, boss, I'm talking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's it. A, a theme song for Brady's horrible Instagram page known as Boss KUPD. And we all know. It is just the worst ever put out. No question. And now he's doing it on purpose. At least he's got the decency to tongue-in-cheek it. Because at first, those videos were real. They were an attempt at... There's some good ones Nope. Nope. When? All the time. (laughs) Nope. He had to be shamed into knowing that he is the worst owner of a page I've ever seen. (laughs) And you're about to get gay bash, so you just keep that in mind, buddy. Uh, but you need to come up with a theme with us. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. That is the uh, uh, email. You can fire that off. 97936. Is that working? Apparently not. All right. So that's no good. Uh, Facebook, we'll do that. Or uh, just call 585-9800 and we'll do that one for Final Five or uh, the last caller. We'll see. But we'll find out what we got there. If you just want to give us ideas right now, uh, all you got to do is Holmberg at 98kupd.com. We'll throw them up there and we'll find out who's going to win Rock Wars next. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. One-armed guy telling you it's time for the weekly battle of musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. Not bad for a dude still getting ready. (laughs) I didn't have anything on there. It's hard to put my headphones on. I'm not going to lie to you. It isn't an easy endeavor. I'm getting used to it. I'm T-Rexing around the room a little bit. Uh, it is 9.43. It's time for Rock Wars, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Mo Money Pawn. You know about Mo Money Pawn. Shorter, long-term collateral loans from $10 to over 100000 American dollars. 
No credit needed. Top dollar paid with the entire process. Just taking several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. And the topic for Rock Wars this week, we need a theme for Boss KUPD. Brady's horrific Instagram page. Horrifically awesome. No, you're the, you're, no. Is that what you're going with? Quit trying to sell it. It's no good. <laughs> and occasionally there's a picture of him lurking around a Hooters photo shoot that's kind of interesting. But other than that, let's be honest, it's, it started off as something he thought we'd like, then we teased him, and now he just does parody videos of himself, which is really hard to do to parody you, but you're parodying you with this incredibly brain-damaged version of Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough. I don't know who it is. <laughs> He's just... David. Is it David? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to narrate poorly a grasshopper eating corn on the cob, I think. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it is. That would be more interesting than whatever it is. So Brett came up with the idea that we need a theme song for people... Who have ventured into Boss KUPD? Who would you like to go first, Brett? Well, let's see what he thinks of his own. Yeah, uh, let's his see if his own, own parody account. It's easy. First song came to mind, and what people think when they boom hit the uh, Instagram post. Oh God! Boom, POD. Here comes the boom. <laughs> you just made me, Megan. Stupid. <laughs> Quite a lot of hype for this uh, boredom. I'm going to start ending the post just with me dropping a mic. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to be honest, it'd be something. (laughs) It'd be better than the grasshopper. (laughs) Now, I may be, oh, you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead. I may be forfeiting my win here this week, but I feel it's a PSA. It's a (laughs) something that I'm doing for the people. I, I don't think that. I don't want to take this lightly, Brett. Like, this topic is fun and yeah. stuff, but I also feel a moral and very serious public responsibility when I direct someone to boss KUPD on the Instagrams that they need to be aware that there's help out there for them. <laughs> uh, the song by Logic, 1-800-273-8255. It's the phone number to Suicide Hotline. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alive. This is there's help for you. So right when you're on that grasshopper eating that corn on the cob and you're like, what's what am I doing with my time on the planet? And you look down and you see that there's a helpline for you. <laughs> you know, it's one eight hundred something or other. <laughs> It'll help you. But logic, yeah, I'm helping. I, yeah, I can't imagine making light of this because when inevitably someone does kill themselves for spending time on that website, I'll feel like you know what I've done my part. I at least tried. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you find yourself at Boss KUPD soon after, you should find yourself on that phone saying, "What am I doing with my life? I don't want to be alive." And that's all you got. Logic with Alicia Cara and Khalid, but not DJ Khalid. The other one, Khalid. Bert? All right, not bad. But uh, to me, nobody nobody describes Boss KUPD better than Chino from the Deftones. <laughs> bored. <laughs> that is true. That's a pretty song. <laughs> and also, beneficial to the people who like the Deftones, which stones out of their minds, oh, yeah. which is the only way you can be oh, yeah. entertained by anything Brady's doing on that terrible Instagram page. Board is pretty solid. 
Wow, what a what a diversion from Brady's thoughts. <laughs> he chose boom by POD because That's ready so or not, exciting. here comes the boys from the south. Huh? <laughs> I chose one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, which I think should replace Boss KUPD as the actual at. Probably for the Instagram. I'll just hashtag it. You should put it on there. All your videos should say, never forget us, this grasshopper. Chow's down on the corner of the cop. 1-800-273-8255. You've been here for over a minute. You're going to kill yourself. Or will it be bored by Deftones? Uh, this, is a, this is a good one this week. We got it all fired out. So uh, you tell us what you'd like to win. We can't do text. Nope. Still broken. Still broken. We have no winner today. Uh, no, so we'll either we'll have double to up tomorrow. tomorrow, or if right. it, if it loads everybody up in the system, we can yeah. call the people that texted in. But. Ridiculous! Everybody's blaming you. Like it crazy. is your fault. You're the one that runs it. Bring I'm, it. I'm with them. I, <laughs> Bring I boom. Typical. <laughs> boom. Here comes the boom. <laughs> Here comes ready or not, and evidently not was what we were ready for. Uh, let's find out who, who wins. Holmberg at ninety eight kupd dot com or call five eight five ninety eight hundred. We'll figure out a way to get this vote in before it's all over. It's Rock Wars. It's ninety eight kupd. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. All right, right in the center of Rock Wars, we live, and it is a theme song for Boss KUPD, the Instagrams page that Brady occasionally puts out a video on, which now is a parody account of himself, so he can't sue himself later for. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's crazy. And we found the most recent video of a grasshopper eating. What was that? A piece of palm frond? Yeah. It's the little fruits like a, that come off a palm tree? Yeah. And you go and look Those in palm trees for that? that are a mess for the pool. How did you notice that? I was uh, trimming it. They're the ones around my pool. Yeah. And you're and the only person pod, on the planet. And I'm like, holy. And you went and grabbed a giant. phone. I got my phone in my pocket. And I'm did, ready. Yeah. He's ready. Ready for out. wildlife, man. Keep trimming. Just I, I trimmed all around that thing. It, it didn't budge. I didn't you see move it until afterwards. You hit it with your trimmers. He was eating. Right. I don't well, know that's true. Well, that, he that would is, never insult yeah. any animal <laughs> being or anything. No species Let enjoying a first. meal. That could be a barbecue to him. Uh, it is uh, interesting, but a theme song, and ironically, it went three different directions. Uh, we were kind of on the same page. Yeah, we were. Brett chose Deftones <laughs> board for the theme song for the worst Instagram page that exists on the planet. Uh, I chose uh, the the... 1-800, the Suicide Hotline song by Logic. And evidently there's a, a remake of it. 1-800-273-8255. I wanted to take a serious route to make sure that the people who are on Boss KUPD know that there's help out there. Uh, and I took that one. And Brady chose um, Boom by P.O.D. because he thinks it's an exciting, <laughs> exciting fun mix to play around with. Uh, this one says, Brady, swing and a miss. <laughs> Like usual. Homer, great choice again this week, but I'm going with the Italian Burt. Honestly, didn't even need to hear the song selections, but I knew my comments were wholly accurate. I wrote those before you guys made your announcements. <laughs> I stand by it. That's hilarious. Uh, this one says, three great choices, gentlemen, but I can't vote for John because if someone kills themselves, it's because of Brady's page. Uh they were weak as F anyways. That's true. It's, that's true. Uh, Brady's choice. Uh, so my vote goes to the connected one. Brett, forget about it. Uh, the boom in Brady's song is for when somebody watching it falls asleep and their head hits the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that song. I want to hear it, but ah, screw it. Brady for the win. John to the recitals. Damn you. People remember. 
Uh, and this one says, of course, the text isn't working. I just tried to vote there, but Toledo's relationship with his dad didn't work just like ours with text oh, doesn't, so I can feel it. Anyway, nice job. Your song is spot on, John. Uh, I feel like Brady's Instagram page should come with a standard warning like you see on betting sites with a phone number to call a friend <laughs> if you've got problems. That's true. Tug Mahorn says, I'm surprised Chunks didn't choose Celebrate Me Home. <laughs> uh, he thinks of himself in that train wreck of an IG. Uh, Burt's was a good choice, but I can't think of Deftones without thinking of Peter Steele saying the words. And I'll say it for you. Take me to Deftones. <laughs> best stories ever. Uh, so I'm going to go with you, Chancellor. That's good. All right. Uh, this one says, I pick your song, John. It may be too late for that grasshopper who slit all six of his legs open after Brady bored him to tears while he ate that corn. Uh, your song is spot on, Chancellor. I feel like, oh, that's the same one. Oh, sorry. Double down. Uh, this is uh, Brady's videos with that smoky 70s porn narration voice. Those are the bomb. Boom for the win. Wow. I know. Uh, yes. Brady. <laughs> Seriously? That was your excitement for one vote? <laughs> two. I got two. Boy, that's sad. Uh, Brady, no. Boom is not the word that describes boss KUPD. Fubar. If there was a song called Fubar, that would be good. Solid picks, gentlemen, but I'm going with Bert. Ah, oh, John, you picked the song that made Killing Yourself corny. I love that song. It's true. It's, it is kind of a, it's a corny version of help. Uh Perfect song for Brady's page, though, and all the suicides he's definitely caused. You nailed it. My vote goes to you. Mark Simpson says, Bert, bored for sure. I just checked out the page. Jeez. (laughs) Good morning, Chancellor. Normally, John, you'd be a slam dunk pick. Uh, This week, Brady, I don't know what the hell you think you put out for content, but please stop Pop Pop from thinking he's doing good. Going with the fellow Dago. Got to go with Bert. Bert's getting a lot of them. Bert, and Bert won it. Uh, This one says, I vote for you, John. I know this is true, and I'm glad you're taking this seriously. I've often considered putting an end to my life after hearing one of many pop-pop gems on the Instagram. Pop-pop gems needs to be the name of it. If you changed it from Boss KUPD to Pop-Pop's Gems, I think that would be better. Anything could be better. Instagrams is a lot of older people. Pop-Pop's Gems has hope. And a little, like, emerald emoji floating, (laughs) like like clip art, because you're behind on that. Anyway, uh, Brett won the uh, e- the emails twelve to six to two over me and then Brady. Uh, what do you have over on Facebook, or did you get it up there? I didn't get didn't it even get it up there. All right, uh, uh, I've got three choices. I got basically final call, best of five, or email. Because so. John's not here. Right. All right, we didn't do a best of five. We can do a best of five if, if it's chosen. All right. Well, well, well you I don't pick know. a number. Three. Best of five. Damn there it. you go. That's the one I didn't want to do. <laughs> two. Uh, email. All right, Brett wins. All right. <laughs> I don't want to sit there and answer 100 calls, but we could. We're just late. We'd let him interact. We'll let Board from Deftones play. This is Brady's new Pop Pops Gems Boss KUPD website. Uh, this is the theme song that will now go with it as he, David Attenborough's You Ride Into a Coma. Nathan Sutherland's girlfriend actually had to turn it off. She was bored from it. Uh, it's Deftones. It's Board. Congrats, Brett. You win again. Thank you. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Slower than I used to be. <laughs> Can't quite reach the machines as fast. <laughs> There's Deftones board. Uh, I was telling the guys I was going to go with uh, 
um, this is the end, the end by the doors, my least favorite rock band yeah. in the history of rock bands. But if I put uh, Boss KUPD and the doors together at the exact same time, there's a chance my heart would stop. It would be the end. <laughs> there is a good chance that it would just it would just cease to exist. I would be I'd be done. Some people would be okay with that. I would have to say no. I'm still doing computer stuff. Hold on. You ever try to work a mouse with your left hand? It's not easy. It's like everything opposite. trying to jerk a guy off for grocery money or something. There's just there. I can't do it. I just can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Keep going, kid. You're doing fine. I'm not. Anyway, I got it all set up. Uh, and if you are jerking a guy off for grocery money, I believe the number to reach is 1 800 277 or 273 8255. Or just go to Boss KUPD because your life can't be that bad. I told you the time I called Suicide Hotline, didn't I? Cause yeah, because I, yeah, I, I, I was having a panic attack, a real one. I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was dying. Like, I was convinced that the world was coming to an end. Like, this weird, crazy, mental freak show that happened. Chronic pain had a ton to do with that. And fix that. And then uh, I called the, the suicide hotline, and I told the guy, I'm like, I'm looking online to see how much aspirin will knock me out so I don't feel this anymore. And I, I feel like something really bad is happening, and it's out of my control. And I hear this back. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm thinking about killing myself here. I think I I need some help. Steve, you help? I'll call back. <laughs> Got a bad connection. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> I did like you call back? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I got over it. <laughs> No, I, I literally, the panic attack, I passed out. I went out cold, which is the lucky thing because I woke up feeling all right. But I felt like I was going to die. It was in a full-on freak out. And it was just like the world was coming to an end. It was nuts. But I called Suicide Hotline. And in my, in my weakest moment as a human being, the connection was poor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I was like. This guy's playing with me. He's, and then I started thinking afterwards, maybe he's just hilarious. Maybe that guy is the darkest sense of humor of all. I'm going to volunteer at Suicide Hotline <laughs> and pretend I can't hear him. Hey, uh, welcome to Suicide Hotline. i got to kill myself. Uh, you repeat that? You're breaking up. I can't. You must be going by a mountain or something. I'm actually on top of a mountain. <laughs> that's why we got a bad connection. You, you need to get lower. Oh, well, that's the whole problem here. If I get lower, it'll be real fast. Yeah, you need to do it. I, I can't hear you. I, call back. I'm busy. It's that echo call that you get on cell phones. Oh, I hate oh. I'll call hey, you back. Aquaman, turn off the sonar and call me back. Yeah, it was a crazy night. And then I just woke up. I had ice all over my neck. I'm like, okay, I'll be right. It was weird, though. So Suicide Hotline is uh, 99% successful. So if you're feeling it, if you've got a bad connection, don't let that stop you. Then I thought to myself, how serious was I? about like taking all that aspirin to make this feeling go away because uh, I called him. I put the aspirin down. So something was still functioning correctly in that brain of mine. But anybody who's had a panic attack knows what I'm talking about too because those are no fun. Run from that. Try to get help as fast as you can with that. But then we're listening to that song by Logic, which will help you. It's the, the title. Or, but the last thing you want to do is go to Brady's page.
Because <laughs> had I stumbled across Pop Pop's Don't page do it. before, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Brady trying to talk me out of suicide on Boss KUPD is going to push me. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it slow and violent. <laughs> Maybe sit out a few plays there, Chief. Hey, don't do it. Ah, let's take a look at this grasshopper. I gave it an effort. All right. That's enough. Retarded Burt Lancaster. Just stop with the grasshoppers. <laughs> Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training, a place that will make you just a better, stronger human being. I cannot wait to get back in there with my busted-up arm. Um, already, I tied it up yesterday and hit the heavy bag just to see if I could do it. Not ready. Uh, can't hit with the bad arm, but the left arm, sympathetic motion. We learn sympathetic uh, motion with one arm. Your other arm will tense up, tighten. Your muscles need to move, especially when you're injured like I am. And, uh, you know, if you're injured and you're walking the streets like I am, you're a victim. I walk around with this thing on thinking to myself, I look like I am a target right now. I'm weak. I carry things funny. I look weird. Uh, Anybody looking, any bad guy looking out there says, oh, there's a guy carrying a cell phone around with a wallet in his pocket. That's an easy mark. That's what you think. I got a few tricks up my sleeve thanks to the guys at uh, Tactical Black that helped me learn to defend myself in better ways, even though I got one good arm right now. And it doesn't matter what shape you're in or what condition you're in. Like me right now, uh, I have no options but to be in this sling. So a bad guy will look at me and go, oh, I, I'll rob you when you're better. That's not going to happen. So you have to make sure. <laughs> if yeah. only. If only. It was like a fair world. Like, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I was picking on you. That's not fair. They look for victims. Don't be one. Learn how to not be one, even if you're in a condition where you actually are one. Uh, make sure that you know your surroundings. That's the most important part. They teach you all this stuff. It's immediate. Father's Day right around the corner. They got the two for going. You can go on reactdefense.com, buy one month of training, get one for free for dad, for yourself, for the guy raising your kids, all that stuff. Father's Day special at reactdefense.com will make you just a smarter version of you. Easy peasy. Reactdefense.com. It's the home of tactical black. Brady, entertain me. Pete Davidson criticized, uh, or PETA criticized Pete Davidson. Right. For buying a dog for his mom from a breeder. He bought a something poo. Cavapoo. Cavapoo. The beautiful little king So Cavalier. he called PETA and left him a voicemail. Explained that he's uh, severely allergic to dogs. So he had to buy a specific breed. And in this case, it was a Cavapoo. Hypoallergenic. Yep. Supposedly. Not he always. He also said he's buying the dog for his mother because hers had just passed away at only two years old. Right. Then he told PETA, why don't you do your research before you effing create news stories for people? Then he added F you and then invited them to perform a certain act on a certain part of his body. Yes, my is what he said. First time I've really agreed with Pete Davidson. (laughs) However, he is wrong. And this is just from Shelter Johnny. Right. You can get uh, any type of dog ever with a little research through shelters. I don't like. Uh, boutique buying of dogs, but you can not only find a dog in a shelter that's a cavapoo somewhere or a hypoallergenic dog and rescue a dog that needs rescuing, so our shelters get a little bit less, uh, and you don't have to go through breeders. I am against the breeder way. I don't think that's right, but it is a dog that's alive, and somebody needs to take care of it. So if you're going to spend $5,000 on a Boston Terrier or something like that, good on you. You don't have to. It perpetuates the bigger problem, which is the full shelters. If you can, go to shelters. The excuse of saying, oh, I can't find that in a shelter, it's hard. You had to get yours very specific as a Doberman, right? Do rescues. Rescues will do it. There's every specific dog breed rescue around. I get it. Like, 
you know, I wouldn't go Brett Trout, but I know why you did. Yeah. Because you wanted a specific Doberman without history, without anything else. And we needed a puppy, too. And we couldn't. Very yeah. hard to yeah. find. So there's certain times when it's like, pulling the trigger on that. But our other two are rescues. I mean, it's not yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you've done it before. Absolutely. I still think you're a treacherous asshole for doing it the way you did. However, your dog's amazing. I wear that as a badge of honor. And you got a great dog, and that <laughs> yeah. dog's going to have a great life. Yeah. So if anything, the dog's already alive. So I'd rather have it have a good life yeah. than else. But PETA, PETA wasn't... Uh, Peter wasn't wrong, and I don't like Peter too much, but they weren't wrong. So if he, he's yelling, why don't you educate yourself? Why don't you educate yourself, Pete, and find out that through a little diligent work, you could have found that dog. This is a whole jerk store argument. Yeah, yeah, jerk store, the jerk yeah. store call, but it's true. When you do a little education back, and you'd have found out you can get a Cavapoo or a, a Golden Poo or a Golden Doodle without having to go through breeders. That's that's my soapbox. It could have taken a little more time, maybe, yep. Yep. but I don't know. I've... You know, Cavapoo might be tougher to find. They're tough. It's not easy when you're yeah. when you're that specific, but you can find them. He also did one other thing. He called out the pet store for filming him without his permission, and then that's that's how the whole thing started. You're a celebrity. Don't yeah. be a dick. And I still don't know how you're a celebrity. Chris Hemsworth says it's super depressing that directors like Mar- Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino have publicly slammed Marvel movies. He said, "There goes two of my heroes. I won't work with." Who said that? I guess I'm not. A, they're not a fan of me. Chris Hemsworth. He's the one that Thor. Just, he just got done bashing Thor two days ago, saying that he's bored with it, and Marvel needs to change it up. Oh, so Same. Scorsese calls him. He's going to say yeah, no. Exactly. Huh? Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he just knocked the Marvel movie, saying that he was bored playing Thor. It was like a paint by numbers job. It's a paycheck. Quick Google search, by the way, uh, Cavapoo Rescue. There's a Cavapoo Rescue right there. And there's a... Oh, there's a boatload of them. Send that to Pete. Well, it's too late. And it's, you know what, he's got a dog and his mom's happy and blah, blah, blah. Dogs make the world better, but... One, you might have to go to the Bahamas, but it's okay. You'll get there. They'll mail them. (laughs) We just did the story (laughs) They'll mail them. You can mail them to Cavapoo. Uh, There's this uh, clinical psychologist named Nicole Andrioli, and she says heavy metal is actually good for you. Damn right. She adds that metal listeners, uh, it, it lessens, listening to metal lessens negative emotions by reducing cortisol levels and helps lessen stress. People who listen to metal tend to think more logically and uh, more complex terms That's those true. who don't. I agree with that. Pop people think in bubblegum terms. Everything's shallow. What about country people? It's also they're just stupid. They don't think. <laughs> been known you need to a help brain to think. Focus. See, Brady, we need to get you some more metal. Our guy Till Lindemann is facing sexual assault allegations, and he said yes. And well, now he's going <laughs> to write a book, I guess, or they and they dropped him. Publisher, I've seen the video where he actually performs sexual assault. So yeah, that's not shocking. Has something to do with uh, slipping something into someone's drink. Okay, he's probably written a song saying, "I'm going to slip something into your drink. Don't drink with me." Uh, You just don't know German. Nothing about (laughs) that band is safe. Educate or or, yeah, (laughs) educate yourself before you hang out with Till. I, I mean, yeah. There's no no doubt in my mind that he has sexually assaulted someone. He's too fascinated by the idea of, like, the guy who the ate the other dude's heart and they had sex together, the mind teal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Everything dark and horrifying 
satisfies him. So, yeah, you're hanging out with Till Lindemann. Expect weird stuff to happen. It's going to. Everybody's just got to take a look at their surroundings and kind of recognize what's going on. Oh, my God, Till Lindemann's trying to put his dick in my hand. That's like the brother with Charlie Sheen. Same right. Thing. I, I can't believe this is happening. Should not run through your mind. You're at Till Lindemann's house. More than likely, an unwanted penis is going to touch you. That's my expectation. I'm actually kind of a little disappointed if he doesn't. Like what? what like with Father Dale. What was wrong with me? <laughs> anyway, good luck to all you out there trying to cash in until Lindemann's wiener. Uh, that's it. We're done. It's a Wednesday in the books already. Larry's coming up next. He's got some stuff for you. Some. Oh God, I got to delete. Boom is coming up next. I didn't Come see on. you put that in. The <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, Larry's coming up next. He's got uh, tickets, all sorts of stuff for you. I'm not sure what, but he'll tell you, and uh, he'll be kind to you if you're kind to him. Larry McFeely takes over now. We're done. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.